Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez, Joel Dells, and it's now episode 184. In this episode, we are going to react to my wide receivers list, ranking the top wide receiver cores, the Buccaneers signing Akeem Hicks, if Jordan Love will ever get a chance, and previewing the AFC North, a quick YouTube member and Patreon shout out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, UK, J-Love Clear, Zach W, Cole Larson, Deshaun Watkins Top 5, Alexander, Nazir, Dwayne, Riv Smells Like Magnificent, Scary Terry, Travis Toomer, Drew's the Goat, Holmes, Nairi, your boy Nick, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Win in Silence and Make Them Think You're Losing, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP for Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless Rooster, Kill Moves, Joel B, SA Crimes, Eagle Dalla, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkled, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Cole, Liam, T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Cuff, Ryan Barcelona, it's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, Hakari, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. Let's get it, boys. Let's get uh, into it. Real quick, actually, excuse me. Uh, Tua Sucks on Cuff, I know you're listening. When Tua has a MVP type season, you're going to have to say Tua is the MVP, and I was very wrong. All right, that's going to be your new Patreon name. Thanks very much. That's not going to happen. Well, to a big time MVP like season. Now, nah, I don't. I don't. I said what I said. What's his odds? I don't know, but I told my dad five ten dollars if you have some money laying around. It's it's got to be like plus four thousand. If if you if people are throwing money on Jalen Hurts and um your boy Trey Lance, there's no reason why they shouldn't be throwing money on Tua Tagovailoa. Simple. Jalen Hurts has a better case than Tua though. If you're blind, because he'll. Probably win the division. Maybe. And he's better. Probably not. He is better. In what Sorry. world? Every world. Well, Espe- especially this past this season, world. he was better. Running this world. He had 16 touchdowns. I think him too. He had like 24 total. Because he like he's an amazing rusher. Yeah. He's an amazing rusher. And how about before, it's football episode, but them Boston <laughs> Celtics. Well, come on, bro. Those Boston <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> come on. Smoke the Warriors. Who's surprised? Who is really surprised? I'm not surprised. You surprised? I most definitely was not I shocked. Saw, I saw your take. I saw your take. And I saw the other person who sits there, his take. And Pierre, I saw his take too. Pierre, I was it's stunned, cool. man. It's cool. I sat at this table. It was Listen. a handicap match. Go to it, was. it was a handicap I match. It I was stood three my on ground, one. man. We're going to see. We're gonna, Golden Listen, State let's, not, let's not have our victory lap. I know. I know. I'm we're, sorry. We're I'm big sorry. on not overreacting. But you know what? I can appreciate a quick, you know, quick minor shout out exactly, Boston. You know. Exactly. By the next time that we record a football episode, yeah. the Celtics will be down 3-1. 3-1. No, well, I think that's what game, he's two, game two, three two, three two. Sorry, three two, bro. Then our next time recording is gonna be Wednesday. Game two is Sunday. Is it gonna be Wednesday? I'm not sure. Well, we don't. It's know. not gonna be game six by the next time we record. Okay, next time we record, let's see. Sunday is game two. Wednesday, game. Three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Warriors will be up two one next time we record. Doubt it. Warriors will be up two one. Without a doubt, we've been doubted all playoffs, man. I, I was hurt. I heard. The Nets were going to beat us. So I heard the Bucks chatter. were going to beat us. I heard Heat in seven. 
So, I mean, like, I'm cool with it. Like, I, I look forward to people picking against the Celtics at this point because it's, it's worked up to this point. I hope it continues. Yep. I don't think we, we did this formally where we, uh, I know we shouted out 20K subs on last football episode or was it basketball episode? Football and sure. basketball. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure we, we did definitely. that. I know oh, yeah, we no. did it. I just, I just wasn't sure which episode we did it on. We've had like a two week long celebration of 20K and you know what? It's our yeah. party. We do what we want. Yes, sir. Sure. We're going to keep on going now. We're going to start the show off with uh, my wide receiver list. Now, this one didn't go as crazy as the other ones, um, but I do think it is a firm list. I think when I t- when I sent it to Joel, he said, this is your best one yet. I did. Um, I thought my quarterback list was pretty spot on. Not going to lie. I thought my quarterback list to me was my best list. It wasn't terrible. Quarterback you list had, was pretty good. You had Burrow too high or Deshaun Lowe too low. Agreed. But I forgot about the guys in the middle, how you how you had this. It it's up. just because you guys aren't a believer in Joe Burrow, but I'm not, don't worry, not we'll get we'll get into we'll get into that later on in the show because we're gonna talk about the AFC North. So wide receivers one through thirty two. Let's start with one. No, nah, come on, bro. Thirty two to one. You know how it goes. Exciting. Like the, do you the not list care is about already up on the screen. Thirty two to uh, one. Snapped. That's true. Thirty two to one. Hollywood Brown, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, Devonta Smith. Brandon Cooks, Hunter Renfro, Michael Pittman Jr., Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, D.K. Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Jalen Waddle, C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. Now, I want to say that I am under the same belief. I do believe that this was your best list. Few things, though, that stick out to me. Number one, to no one's surprise, I'm calling this out. No Broncos, especially if this is a list that you are projecting for next season. It's 50-50. To not have a single Bronco is shocking, especially Jerry Judy, given the fact that he's going to be playing with Russell Wilson. To not have Judy and or Sutton not anywhere near this list is borderline disrespectful. And another thing that stuck out to me is, again, if we're projecting Hollywood Brown at 32, in my opinion, I would have him at 26 at least. Um, I, I'm i projecting him to have a better season than Brandon Cooks, Devonta Smith, Darnell Mooney, Amon Ra, Tyler Lockett for sure, Adam Thielen, solely for the fact that for the first six games, D-Hop's not going to be playing, and Kyler and him are going to be forced to making it work. And for, for him being the real only option on that outside that's going to be explosive... I'm expecting him to have the big time season statistically and in terms of them impacting the game in the win column. So those were the first two that really stuck out to me. Uh, another one, DK Metcalf. People looked at that and immediately were thinking, ah, maybe a little bit too low. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it given the fact that it's going to be Drew Locke or Geno Smith as his quarterback. Now, my only issue is that you have Tyler Locke at 30. If you're going to have DK Metcalf at 18, I would have Ty Lockett off the list and then throw one of my guys on the Broncos in here. That's my opinion, at least. So let's get on to the Broncos thing first. No. No Denver Bronco deserves to be on this list. And part of the reason why I didn't project a Bronco to be on here is because it's impossible to project. Who's going to be the one that leads them in yards? Is it going to be Judy? Is it going to be Sutton? Is it going to be Tim Patrick? We have no idea which one's going to do it. Jerry Judy has not earned the right 
to be called the top 32 receiver. Cortland Sutton has, but last year he didn't have a better season than any of these guys. I have Hollywood Brown number 32. That's with me taking into account the target share he's going to have early in the season. Hollywood was with great Kyler. last year too. Uh, that's why I'm stunned to see yeah, him 32. It's just Adam Thielen, 24 touchdowns the past two seasons. If he stays healthy all year, new offense with the Vikings, I think he'll do fine. Tyler Lockett is a top 22 receiver. He's at 30 because he has no rust. The reason, the reason why I have Lockett so low in here is because I think his game is going to take an, ev- an even bigger hit than DK's game. I agree Playing with Geno or Drew Locke because Tyler Lockett is that deep threat. He's the one Russell Wilson went to the most. I think DK will probably have a fine season. Tyler Lockett is the one that I think will have a bit of a down year. But no Bronco deserves to be on here. You know, and I I've t- I tweeted this out. The Broncos have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Tim Patrick, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler have a lot of depth, but neither of them are true wide receiver ones. It's either they're unproved, they're talented, but <laughs> unproven. Jerry Judy's talented, he's unproven. Corlin Sutton, he's in, he's he got hurt. He's he had a torn ACL for sure. He he's had he is proven, but we still have to see how he comes back from that injury. Last year, he didn't play like a top thirty-two receiver in the NFL. And okay. Tim Patrick is your most, in my opinion, consistent receiver. But he's good. He's not great. And KJ Hamler is a deep threat. These are not great receivers. It's Jerry a lot Judy, of, Jerry Judy's going to be great. Man. It's a lot. It's a lot of depth, but they're not great receivers. And you say Jerry Judy's going to be great. Well, I have some reservations about that. But why? Because of the play style of Judy and Russell Wilson. If you look at Russell Wilson's heat map, which which basically takes into account everywhere he throws on the field, in the middle of the field, that's where he's coldest at. So Russell Wilson does his damage outside the numbers. That's where he, he compiles most of his yardage. Jerry Judy is a middle of the field type of receiver. He gets open. He wins on the inside of the field. Because of that, Russell Wilson doesn't target that very much. That's what Jerry Judy specializes in. Because of that, I don't. I'm not projecting Judy to have that big time spectacular year. And the reason why I disagree with that sincerely is for the fact that Jerry Judy is a savant when it comes to route running, and he can get open middle of the field. He can get open going to the sideline. He's going to have no problem getting open regardless of the side of the field that he's going towards. But Jerry Judy is. He does his damage in the middle of the field. With Drew Locke, with Teddy Bridgewater, and even still last year, if you really want to hold it against No, I'm not Jerry, I'm not I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying like where he runs his routes. He that's where he operates. He's again, best in he the, played mostly in the, the inside last year. Uh, no, again. That's where he's best if, at. If Russell's telling him, hey, run an out route, he has the capabilities of getting open of outside. But I don't that think doesn't happen though. Judy doesn't right. have an issue. Judy doesn't have a get open issue. He, his cool. issue really last it, year was drops. Cool. Which I'm not worried about. I mean, if you look at the league leaders and drops this past season, it was like AJ Brown. Like it was all these guys who are like Cooper Cupper's up there, Jettis is up there. Like all these guys who get a ton of targets and who we think are the best receivers in the league. I don't think Cooper Cupper's up there, but Jettis definitely. I think had nine drops last season. Jamar Chase as well had nine drops. Debo had so, a few. Yeah. So all these guys. That's why I don't worry too much about drops. But that was his bigger issue. Also the quarterback play. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to be a huge upgrade. That doesn't have to be said. I think Judy's going to be fine. I, I project him being the leading receiver. We saw Corlin Sutton his sophomore year in the league at 1,100 yards and six touchdowns with not great quarterback play. I understand the ACL. There's some worry there, but I don't have. 
for a wide receiver two, it's probably going to be one A one B. I think Judy's going to be the one A, but I think Sutton is is a pretty good option for you know being in that role. And by discrediting Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, you're by then by association discrediting Russell Wilson. You have to acknowledge Russell Wilson's greatness and his ability to elevate these guys, which is what I've been anticipating since we've since I've been begging for them to get a quarterback. And now we get one of the best in the league. While that may be slightly true, it's not like these receivers are playing with, with a total scrub. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke? Teddy, we're going this from, past season was Teddy Bridgewater. We're but going from Teddy Bridgewater to I under, Russell I Wilson. understand that. But we also saw Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson both have 1,000-yard seasons. So he was able to have success with those receivers. He comes to Denver, doesn't have that same type of success. It, it's not – listen – the thing about play style, I think Jerry Judy and Russell Wilson play style is just not the best combination. There's a reason why Russell Wilson has success with the Tyler Lockett because he he loves to throw the deep ball. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Patrick and there's a world where Tim Patrick it's very is sim- very. The guy. Uh, I listen. I've said that on multiple but, occasions. But it's, I understand. It's going also, even going even further. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a world where one of these top three receivers goes down, K.J. Hamler all of a sudden has a solidified spot, and he's the one doing the most damage with Russell But you're Wilson. not worried about him coming off in a torn ACL? No, Sutton's two years removed from a torn ACL? Well, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about K.J. Hamler. I think K.J. Hamler's going to be really good Me thinking K.J. Hamler's just good versus me putting Sutton as a top 32 receiver. Right. Like where, let's say Corlin Sutton is the guy. Where is Tyler he Lockett going? needs to be off this list. I'm not putting Sutton over Tyler Lockett. I'm no, not you should have it. Jerry Judy on this list. I'm not doing it. And the one thing about Russell Wilson, in terms of his heat map over the middle of the field, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, first of all, I mean, DK plays primarily on the outside with Lockett. They're both more down-the-field type receivers. You're yeah. going to have Judy and Sutton, who probably aren't known for as much as their downfield capabilities. They both can do it, but they're more known as, as route runners, at least in Judy's case, for sure, being able to beat his defender. So it might be a case of Russell Wilson, you know, while these guys get open in terms of their route running, like they're known, at least in DK's case, for his, his physical nature, his ability to win down the field. Now he's getting different types of wide receivers, which might change his heat map next year. That also limits Russell Wilson's game, though. But he's you're gonna have KJ Hamler who can Sutton go deep. Ha- Sutton can Sutton go deep. has the ability to go deep. Judy That's why I think fours. Sutton is is more of the Five. option to be the wide receiver one for Denver. But you're so hell bent on Judy. Who does he four, go four, over? Six. Like I said, Tyler Lockett should not be on this list. So Tyler Lockett is the only the person you see that he should be on. Lockett he, he disappears should be over, a lot. He should be over Adam Thielen also. Almost these last he few years, be Tyler Lockett Mon disappears Ra. a ton. He has. Should be over I don't know if he should be on. He should be over Darnell Mooney. Darnell. Judy over Darnell Mooney? I'd have I'd have Judy in this twenty six through twenty eight. They're in the same. Yeah, I mean Judy and Mooney are in the same tier for me. And when you talking, when you talked about Devontae Smith, I actually think I put him a little bit too low. Devontae Smith, he's a beast. Could be higher. Yeah, and you also had another thing that I was going to mention. Mike Williams is incredibly too high for me, me personally. Mike Williams has had one. Well, let me yes. not say one. He had two, he two. for the when fact that he had, healthy, he had a thousand good. and one yards, a thousand and two that, yards, a thousand and one. Yeah. And, and then this most recent season where he definitely had his but best still, he season fell by off far. Insane of that course. second half of the year. He, he, was, he the went on a story, crazy run. The story of Mike Williams is he has a flash of wow, this guy has the capability of being a true wide receiver. One, oh, he's non-existent for a couple weeks, but then this past season he came back. Towards the end like of the year, six, and he was, I know, he was doing his thing. To start, he was on unbelievable, fire for six, unbelievable, eight weeks. for sure. Like he was going. So, what, Michael Pittman is better than him. 
I would put Pittman? I would put Pittman. I would put Renfro, and believe it or not, I'd put Hollywood Brown over him as well. I would have Mike lower too. I, I like if you I, think I, I think Devontae Smith's better him. than Mike Williams for sure. I can't I put Mike. I can't put Hollywood over him. I mean, listen, you disrespected Hollywood last year. He definitely outproduced what you were expecting, and now he gets. No, he did a, not. What are you talking about? What did he have that he outproduced what I expected? He had over a rack last season. He had a thousand yards, pretty much flat in seventeen games with Tyler Huntley as his quarterback for some of them as well. Yes, but he didn't exceed any of my expectations. That's exactly what you said. He, he was okay. Do. He is okay. He's that, not. He's he is he's a damn good receiver. He's on a borderline of beat. He's on he's thirty two in my top thirty two list. He's literally on the borderline of being I, and kicked I'm out. You, he's he's okay. And exactly that's, that's your rankings. rankings. That's my I, rankings. I have him, is, I have him twenty two on my top uh, my uh, top twenty five list. Well, we did top twenty five. I wrote my own. Oh oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at this right here because I actually have PFFs top wide receivers in, in front of my face right now. So just looking how they ranked them this past season. I'm trying to look for Hollywood Brown. He didn't even make the top 36 yes. for PFF. Okay, good for them. And Deontay G- Johnson didn't make that list. No, he did. He's actually 30, 36. Can I hear PFF's top 10? Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Gabe Davis, Chris Godwin, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Lockett. I could just keep going. DK Yo. Metcalf, Amon Ra, DeAndre, Hunter Renfro. You could have stopped at Gabe Davis at 10. No, I know, Gabe Davis but I'm, but I'm saying like, crazy. obviously PFF, there's flaws in what they do. There's flaws in everything when you're accumulating so that much so data. Then I'm, why but, don't we just talk about what we were discussing? Because But Hollywood, but you're right telling me Hollywood exceeded my expectations. He didn't exceed my expectations. He, he, he was, he, listen, he was a borderline thousand-yard receiver. He's average. From the conversation that we had prior to last season, man, he definitely exceeded them from how you were telling me that he no, was No, I just think good. he's okay. He's just okay. And he definitely outperformed the Hollywood, word okay Hollywood Brown, to this point, has just been okay. That's what he is. He's just okay. And Mike Williams? Yeah. He's disappointing for where he was picked. So my but point last being, year exactly, is he's got, coming off the one of his best seasons last year in an offense that features him as an ex-receiver. Just got a bag. And now Hollywood Brown's going to a system where it's now pass-friendly. And now okay. he's getting one of the better passing quarterbacks in the league as well. Okay, and he's going to have the utmost attention. Okay, while all right, let's out. make this easy. Who has who has the better year next year? Do you think it's going to be Mike or Hollywood? I know, Mike I know Williams or Hollywood Brown? Yeah. That is such an easy question. It depends on how Hollywood starts off. I mean, listen, your answer should be clear. You have Mike Williams 10 spots ahead of him. I mean, friendly wager. Justin Herbert is the quarterback for the Chargers, so I'll go Mike Will. Okay, how much do you want to put Will. on that? Yeah, come on, what do we got? We could put whatever on it. You want a Mike Will jersey? You get no. me a Hollywood Brown jersey? Mm, Herbert jersey? I don't want a Mike Will jersey. I'll take a Herbert jersey, though. That's cute. You have we Kyler could do that. Already. I do have a Kyler jersey. I don't know if you want another Cardinals jersey. I really don't. I don't, I don't blame you. All right, so we're putting a jersey on this? Fair. Are, are we actually going to hold down to this bet? Because you already owe me for the Dolphins in Miami. I'm excuse me, Dolphins and Jaguars. That, that doesn't you're not going to pay up. That doesn't count. <laughs> whatever. The season didn't start. Our Alden Tate bet still stands. Don't forget that. That's crazy. The Gabe Davis bet. I, I know this you're is how I got to stop Davis making one. bets, man. I got to stop making bets. Yeah, make, I agree. Bets in like nah, March, you guys are cheating, man. Cheating? Nah. You, you see, you saw, you saw how much the Falcons revamped that wide receiver room, and they, you're gonna they hold got to Drake that? London, and that's it. Jeremiah Allison. He, they got Drake London, and that's. I was watching. A, I was rewatching a playoff game versus Seattle where Green Bay was facing them. Yeah. Allison made some tough catches for them. Audente has every chance in the world to be the wide receiver two on the Falcons. Okay. Third option, but wide receiver two. What I'm saying is that, back to the original point, Hollywood Brown is exactly who I think he is. 
He's good. He's a high end. He's not exceptional. He's a high end wide receiver too. He's not great. He's okay. He's he's literally okay. So funny. Auden Tate got the word good out of him, but Hollywood Brown got you think, okay. You think if, he's better than Tyler Lockett? Going into this next season? No, I'm saying, who's a better receiver, Hollywood or Tyler Lockett? The thing is, he had Russ with him. Like, if you gave Hollywood Brown Russ... Tyler Lockett's better than him. It's close. They, they're they very similar. Let's players. also not disrespect like right, Tyler no, Lockett. Like, he agreed, doesn't have some of the surest hands. Agreed. I know, but right Tyler now, Lockett disappears a ton. Listen, fine. That's if because I, he's a deep threat. And if I said Hollywood... He's more Brown, than a deep threat. And if I, I said, know, but that's what he primarily does. He but, makes big time plays. But he doesn't. Hollywood doesn't disappear nearly as much as Tyler Lockett does. Tyler Lockett has games where he has seventeen yards, ten yards. Listen, going into next season, there's no doubt in my mind Hollywood Hollywood would have a significantly better season. Yeah, of course. A uh, question: If Chris Godwin wasn't hurt, where is he on this list? That was another thing. If Chris Godwin was not hurt, because he got hurt. This is what week 14, 15 of last year, and he waited a month, maybe more, to get that ACL surgery. And if we're thinking it might take, it's probably not a full year, but maybe nine months to recover. He's probably going to be back midway through next season. He's at ten best. eleven. Okay, he's ten eleven. That's fair. Yep, he's ten eleven. Because yeah, Godwin Godwin is borderline better than Mike Evans when he's healthy. I was gonna, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. You honestly, know? the only other issue, I mean, I'll get into my top ten later. I didn't have Cooper Cup number one, but it's fair. At, you know, he had just had the historical season. I don't think he repeats it just because the target share is ridiculous. I think Allen Robinson being there for a full season, he's I think he's better than Robert Woods and Odell. Um, they paid him like that for sure. You know, gave him fifteen million dollars a year, and I think they'll be a bit more of a balanced team with Cam Makers there for a full season now, a year plus removed from the Achilles injury. Um, but really, the only other issue I had, I thought DK was a bit too low. I know his quarterback situation. If we're projecting it for twenty twenty two, but we got to remember, you know, he's a year off from having, like, you know, was it ten touchdowns, twelve touchdowns, every, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. last year he put up nine fifty and twelve touchdowns with bad quarterback play. And the year before that, we're talking about DK as a potential top seven, eight wide receiver for sure. So I don't want to overreact too much to one down year, even though he almost had a K and twelve touchdowns, and this was his first time not playing with Russell Wilson. So he's gonna have a bit of a down year. But Drew Locke is someone who's gonna sling the ball. He's someone I think Geno Smith is starting. He could. I don't think it's gonna be Drew Locke. I think they're both gonna play at some point. I like Geno better. They're both going to play at some point. Listen, if Seattle has Drew Locke starting at quarterback for them, I pray for Seattle. But fans. this is what I'm going to say. Like this list, this years ago, yeah. If this list was if this list was a fantasy football list, then I could project somebody like Sutton Judy to be over these other guys. But the truth is, is that this list is a combination of everything. This list is a combination of the 2021 season plus projection for this upcoming season. And for some guys, I have to take into account their body of work. Because of that, even though Tyler Lockett probably won't have a top 32 wide receiver season, there is no way I can take him out my top 32 receivers. So you think this time next year is Lockett on the top 32? There's a possibility. It just depends on how he does with Geno and Lock. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm telling you right now. There, there's, not a, be there, what you're there's a world that they can still both go for a thousand yards receiving this year. Like if they go to sleep at night and they dream about it, maybe. I mean, yeah, we did see Teddy give Robbie and DJ more. Yeah, okay, I understand that, but Teddy is a way better quarterback than Geno Smith and Drew. Yeah, Geno Smith also had a. I mean, Tyler Lockett had a 158 yard receiving game with Geno. He wasn't good in the other. They, they played four games in total uh, where Geno started. He wasn't good in the other three, but. He had that big top performance, gonna so be he's capable of it. That's like, see, a thousand yards in today's NFL isn't And DK insane. played well with Geno. 
He, he played did. well with Geno. To a degree, I agree. So I, I think yeah, he'll I mean, definitely... 12 touchdowns. DK is definitely less. getting 1,000 yards, in my opinion. There's no doubt about he it. Actually, he had 950 this was, past season. Yeah. I'm pretty sure DK cooked towards the end of the season with the touchdowns. Like yeah, Once Russ came back, he was eating. Yeah, sure. I mean, also in the beginning of the season, DK and him didn't click. And very and, la- and DK had some drop issues, too, earlier in the year. Very last thing. Absolutely last thing I want to say about this list. T. Higgins underneath Allen Robinson. That was a little shocking to me. I think that T. Higgins, especially this upcoming season and the way that we just saw T. Higgins and Jamar Chase work towards the back half of the season last year and the connection that Joe Burrow has with T. Higgins, to to see him underneath Allen Robinson, even Deontay Johnson, truthfully. I have on my personal list, I have T. Higgins over Deontay, A-Rob, and Hollywood, obviously. I don't want to forget what Allen Robinson is. He had one bad year. I'm not disagreeing. If we take that year out, I held it into some regard, but if we take that year out that this past season, and you tell me Robinson is heading to Los Angeles to play with Matthew Stafford, he can have he can have this type of season. I don't in disagree. In 2019 and 2020 with Mitch Nick Foles, he averaged 100 catches, 1200 yards, and seven touchdowns. Allen Robinson is a dog, yeah. for sure. But T. Higgins is going into the, the peak of his career. I agree. Who do you think has better numbers next year, T. Higgins I, or Allen Robinson? That's a great question. Both wide receiver twos both have top four receivers opposing them. The way that I saw them utilize T. Higgins, not only towards the back half of the season, but in the postseason as well, I think T. Higgins probably has the better numbers. A-Rob has a better season, in my opinion. But uh, Be the deciding vote. What do you think? I lean A-Rob as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, just talking more about my list, I'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned the 13th spot. CD? Yeah. Yeah, I probably... I, I personally... You guys are lower on CD than consensus. We are. I'm pretty I, high on CD. Yo, you also have Keenan Allen very low. That's another thing we didn't mention. Um, yeah, I would take Waddle over him, but I really didn't disagree too much. Oh, I also have Terry egregiously high on my list. What's egregious? Like 13. He's on 15. Ah, oh, excuse me. Okay. Yeah, ter- yeah. I think CD Lamb is, without a doubt, have head and shoulders, rocks and mountains above Jerry Judy. This 12 to 16 range is... It's all like very close together. All these young and up and coming wide receivers. I mean, Terry's been in the league, I guess, longer. I guess same as Deontay. Maybe one. I had the luxury Deontay. of Dak, bud. All right, you're trying to get a reaction out of me. It is what it is. Because it easily could be that Jerry Judy's in CD Lamb's position next year, and you're just going to be bitter about it. I don't think so. I think CD being wide receiver number one now, not having to share targets with Amari, he's he can go for like 1,500 yards this year. I'm not going to lie. CD can be that dominant. So CD can be a top four receiver I was in the NFL. Say, yeah, top five guy. He can have. He's capable of that type of season for sure. Interesting. He's capable of that type of Interesting. season. Interesting. He's ninth rated uh, receiver according to PFF. No eighth rated receiver yeah, according to PFF. Gabe Davis tenth. I don't really care. No, they actually didn't have Gabe Davis ten. No, they did. <laughs> That's insane. No, he's just that good. You're just sleeping on him. No, he's not top 10 good, dude. We looked at it before the show. LaVisca Chenault has more regular season yes, receiving yards he didn't than Gabriel have the Davis. Snaps. Get, you, look, this is the season that's really going to show you how good Gabe Davis is. I agree with this, though. You take too much into into account what happened. He's not top 10, nowhere near. Whatever. Like That's egregious. That's look, ridiculous. At some point, you got to listen to me, man. Because last, <laughs> no, last year, I told you Debo. That's the you man. Did? You was like, oh, Debo over DK. That never, never. What does Debo have? Top five season. But you even agreed. You when have we said, to. When we did the, who was it? AJ Brown, Terry, and Debo. Yeah, he was cutting Debo. And you cut Debo. No, because who am I going for with? Yeah, well, I agree. So we're just, we're both in agreement that but Debo that's, had that's a great a, year, but we're a, not expecting him to do it that's again. A, there's a difference, though, because 
with him, there was more concerns around Debo, and that's why I cut him. And also, there was a report that he didn't even want to play the wide, the, back. the wide back position. So you take that out of his game, you know, where does he rank? So that's a big question mark for me. So you just got to realize that I know receivers. I know receivers, And when too. I say Gabe Davis is like that, Gabe Davis is like that. I know and when receivers. I say no, Davis, and when I say no guy, Bronco bro. deserves to be on this list, it's because no guy. So I don't know if you know. Right. I don't know if you get. I'm giving you this so we, crown we have, of known up, receivers. We have the under oh, thousand. One amazing. Take. I ha- we have the over under a thousand on Gabe Davis. I'll take Jerry Judy's stats versus Gabe Davis stats this year. Well, you're taking a potential wide receiver number one over over number two. You think Gabe Davis? He's the number ten wide receiver according to PFF. I'm not going to make Where's that. Where's Jerry bet. Judy? Wow, that is soft. I'm not going to make that. Said, that you said you tweeted. I would rather have Gabe Davis in every single Broncos wide I would. receiver. I would. I'm, I'm taking. I would. I'm not even saying the field. I'm saying I'll take my guy. I'll take Judy. You get Gabe Davis. I'll take that. All right. What do you want to do? Receiving yards? Um. Set, like, yeah, receiving yards. Yeah. Right, do that. Do that. Gabe Davis is gonna have more. Judy's not not that guy you think he is, bro. He's not that guy. You better hope we he need we need a He's running tally of all of the bets that we have. Because I'm gonna be a rich man. I'm I don't know about that. If you're betting on Jerry Judy, you're betting on you're Gabriel be Davis. Yeah, who had a 200 yard game in the playoffs, four touchdowns. That's an outlier, bro. No, that's that's something that's about to be in so, trend. Uh, he's about to be in trend. 3,400 yards next year. He he look. There's a possibility he goes for 1,200. Stop sleeping on Gabe uh-huh, Davis, bro. tenth rated wide receiver quarter in the PFF. You're right. You just sometimes you just gotta listen to the guys who know football. I'm man. surprised Gabe Davis isn't on this list. I wanted to put him in here, but there insane, was just bro. there was no there was no way for me to put him in here. I couldn't fit him in. There's a lot of great wide receivers There's in the ton. league right now. Yes, yeah, a ton. So before we move on to your top ten receivers, any other question marks about this list? I feel like I aired all my grievances out. We did talk about real quick before uh, we recorded. Maybe it was during digs over Tyreek. You guys both seemed that it was clear cut Tyreek without a doubt. I think it's closer, especially going into next year. I think they'll have very very similar numbers. I, I mean, they already did. I think that if you're starting a franchise like we play Madden, you're easily taking Tyreek or for obvious reasons. Of course, it's the speed. But in real life, if you're taking a receiver, I feel like nine out of ten times the people go Tyreek because he's more explosive. There's a That's higher a chance. Argument. Yeah, there's a higher chance he, that if he. You get, Changes your offense more than Stephon Diggs 100%, 100%. does. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's fair. You have but that to game plan against him. He's a better him. wide receiver. He's just a better playmaker. He's a better football player. He's more explosive. Defenses player. have to account for Tyreek Hill more. I agree. That doesn't necessarily mean he's a better wide receiver. He is a better wide receiver, though. I think he is. I think defenses have to account for Lamar Jackson more than Joe Burrow, for example. But I think Burrow's a better passer. But you think Lamar's better overall? I do, but I think Burr is a better passer than him. I think he's a better quarterback overall. So I, that, I understand I mean, your so, logic. You know I understand your logic. Like, I mean, that you, doesn't. But you just said it. Like you think Lamar's still the better quarterback. Yeah, but I'm. I'm you think, also so, recognizing Burr is a better passer. Okay, than so him. that's like me saying, you know what, Tyree Hill and Stephon Diggs is close. Um, but mm, I know Stephon Diggs is a better route runner. That doesn't make him a better receiver. I, okay, fine. Tom Brady and Lamar. I think going into the week, you're game planning about Lamar more. How are we going to contain him in the Oof. pocket? How are we going to make sure he doesn't get 100 rushing yards? You know Brady's going to dissect you different ways. You're probably going into that matchup saying, how are we going to contain Lamar when it's Brady? It's like, all right, we just have to like pressure him. You know, something more. Maybe it's not the best in terms of I know analogies. But I know what you're saying. When we're talking getting defensive no, players, I think defensive when, coaches when people minds, game plan against Tom Brady, they're like, we just have to take things away. And, and pray to God. Because he, he's so smart that he knows where to go at, at exactly every single situation. I think we, people go up against Tom Brady and say there's nothing we can do. I understand your thinking. You know? I, just, I, I Of course. I just personally think that Tyreek Hill 
You get the ball in his hands. There is a chance of any given moment he could take that play to the crib. Maybe you could say the same about Stefan, but it's just a, a different, it's heightened so much more significantly with Tyreek Hill. No pushback. Yeah. All right. They're, they're, they have four and five or five and six. All right. So let's get into these top tens because I'm pretty excited about it. So number 10 for me is going to be AJ Brown. Now, this was tough for me because I just left off MT off this list. And MT, when he's healthy, for sure, I would put him over AJ Brown. And, and I say that for sure. Like, and it sounds kind of rude, but I just understand how great MT is when he's on the football field. And with Jameis, it'd be interesting to see how he would play with the, uh, with with one another. Excuse me. But for the time being, AJ Brown coming to to this season with a new team on the Philadelphia Eagles, I feel like he should have a pretty solid year, especially with Jalen Hurts apparently working on his mechanics, just the fundamentals of throwing. AJ Brown should benefit from that. Now, number nine, I have Mike Evans. Number eight have DeAndre Hopkins, number seven, Debo Samuel, number six, Tyreek Hill, number five, Stephon Diggs, ironically, uh, number four, Devontae Adams, number three, Cooper Cup, number two, Jettas, number one, Jamar Chase. Now, I'm going to explain Diggs over Tyreek really quick because we just had this whole thing. Uh, I say Diggs over Tyreek because Josh Allen is going to put him in a better situation where he's the wide receiver one, he's going to have more opportunity than Tyreek, in my opinion. Um, but personally, at the wide receiver position, I think I would take Tyreek, but just for production-wise, this is how I have my list set up right now. Uh, with Tay at four, that's kind of controversial, but coming into this season with Derek Carr, who's not Aaron Rodgers, we all understand that, coming into a situation where he is also surrounded by Really good wide receivers for the first time in a long time. Hunter, well, one good one. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, he's a tight end, but yes, he lines up on the outside as well. He gets wide receiver looks, and I feel like his production's still going to be there. He's still going to be a top five receiver, but it's not going to be leaps and bounds where he is a clear-cut number one, especially for the fact that this league is full of, full of talented wide receivers. Cooper Cup just put up one of the most, if not the most, impressive wide receiver season we've ever seen, both statistically and efficiently, where he was a Super Bowl MVP. Number two, I have Jettas for the fact that he has everything I want in a wide receiver. His route running is mint. His uh, his big playability is among the best in the in the NFL. And he's in a situation where he is going to be fed the football a ton of times, and he is going to produce every single time you ask of him. Now, the only reason he's not number one is because Jamar Chase to see the season that he put forth this past year, his rookie year, over 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, to be as much of a force as he was in the playoffs. He is the future of the NFL. He is the future of the wide receiver position. And I'm only expecting that to heighten going into his sophomore year, especially with the connection that him and Joe Burrow have. It's a firm list. Um, hmm. There's, I, I just made one change last minute. I just want to make sure I want to stick with it. All right. I think I will. It was between 9 and 10. My number 10 wide receiver is DJ Moore. I thought I was going to put him 9, but I think you guys would have bugged out a little bit. I have DJ Moore number 9. Three straight years, basically. Of what about number 10? Sorry, number 10, DJ Moore. Thank you. Nine. Number mm-hmm. 10, DJ Moore. Three straight years of almost 1,200 yards, about 1150 each season with terrible quarterback play. The guy I was debating putting him over number 9 is DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Now, okay. DeAndre Hopkins, before this last season, we were probably talking about him as a top three receiver in the league. This past season, he had the touchdowns, right? I think he had eight touchdowns in eight games played, I want to say. And if you look at the previous two seasons, he was around seven, eight touchdowns for his entire season. 
I think touchdowns is the one stat in terms of touchdowns versus receiving yards versus receptions. Touchdowns is the one that's going to waver the most. I think receptions and receiving yards stay more consistent year over year. So he was on pace last year for 950 yards. Now, Hop does other things. You know, he's going he's gonna to have more eyeballs on him, which opens up other things on the field. He's a great red zone threat. I think DeAndre Hopkins, though, coming off a pretty decent injury, missed multiple weeks, suspended the first six games and entered his age 30 season. Now you've got Hollywood Brown, who's by far the best wide receiver, too, they've had since the Kyler Murray error kind of started. I think he takes a bit of a step back. Number eight is Mike Evans. He's probably... He kind of just bores me at this point. I got to respect him a thousand yards every season. <laughs> First bout Hall of Famer. He's one of the best receivers, you know, consistently wise. No doubt. Every single season over the, these last six, seven years. So he's in here. Number seven to me is A.J. Brown. His biggest issue wow. is staying healthy. You know, when he's on the field, he's one of the most explosive players in the league. He's one of the best yards after the catch receiver in the league. I compared him. I compared Traylon Burks to him, and he ended up going to, you know, his his former situation in Tennessee. So, obviously, you guys know I'm excited to see what Traylon does. Number six, I have Tyreek Hill. Six and five, him and Diggs, spoiler, they're, they're neck and neck. I just think going into next year, I think, not that Tyreek takes a step back, but in terms of what he did in uh, Kansas City compared to what he's going to do in Miami. Now, this past season in Kansas City was a little bit different since... The Bucks broke Kansas City with these two high looks. It was a much more underneath stuff and not as many big plays for Tyree Kill. So I think he's going to do some of the similar stuff in Miami. Um, but five, I have Diggs just because of the quarterback differential between Josh Allen and Tua. I think Diggs will put up better numbers next year. And I think this top four, these four guys are all, these are the tier one guys, right? Like obviously these guys are wide receiver two, the five through 10. But Chase, Tate, Cup, and Jettis. Number four, I have Jamar Chase. I think you could put him anywhere from four to one. I'm not going to argue too much with you. Um, he had some games where he had 250 yards and there was other games probably earlier on in the year where he had a few weeks stretch where he was putting up 30, 40, 50 yards. Um, but then T Higgins was doing his thing as well. So Jamar chases four. you know, he puts up the same year he does this past season. He could probably go to number one. Number three, I have Devonte Adams. My only issue with him is what does he look like without Aaron Rodgers? He's the best receiver in the league coming into this season or going into last season. I think consensus, he was the best wide receiver. Now he's going to be switching quarterbacks for the first time. He has history with Derek Carr playing in college. I think it'll work out fine. I just don't know if he puts up wide receiver one overall numbers like he has over these past three, four years. Number two, I have Cooper Cup coming off his historic season, the best wide receiver season of all time. I mentioned earlier, I just think Allen Robinson comes in, he takes away some of that target share, and I think they have a more balanced offense. Number one to me is Justin Jefferson. I think he's the best receiver in the league. Like you said, he's everything you could possibly want a receiver, the most yards in NFL history through two seasons. Um, him and Cousins, they have something going for them. He had nine touchdowns. He had 1,600 yards, 100-something receptions. So to me, Jettis is number one, but one through four could go any which way. Do you think I'm bugging for having Jamar at one over... These guys, I think one season it's a little premature. Fourteen hundred thirteen touchdowns. He is was insane, crazy. He was bro. insane. If like, someone deserves that spot, is Justin Jefferson. Jettis just did I have it for two, two years. I have Jettis too, and that's the only yeah. And, and I'm taking Joe Burrow over Kirk Cousins, and I'm not fair. thinking twice about but Jamar it. Jamar Chase was able to break Jettis' record because he played an extra game. No, he actually did it without the extra game. He, how yeah, many? He how many was he over? Because he he broke it in the sixteenth game. Correct. Yeah. Um, he had, that was the game against Kansas city where he put up the 200 yes. whatever, however many yards. Yeah. Well, considering Jefferson did start until week three. Yeah, Jefferson's he, that's better. true. He, he didn't get burned until later on. The season. I think Jefferson is, is better right now. Um, well, what I have to say is that, is it crazy to have Cooper cup outside the top three? Cause I, I don't, if we're projecting going into this season, where'd you have cup? I have, I have cup three. I think Jefferson's going to have the best year. Jamar Chase, to me, is top three. Devontae Adams could have a better year. 
it's I don't really think those top four. It, it's not crazy it's to put four. Cooper Cup in the fourth. Personally, it's no, it's not insane, and I'm fine with it. I agree. What you said about the top four, they're the tier ones. Whichever way you want to shake them up, I'm fine with it. Yes, but nothing lower than four. And even still, yes, Allen Robinson's going to take some looks away from him. But Odell was there too, and Odell was taking. Yeah, but he came away. late late in the season. I understand what you're saying, but even still, Odell had early success, quick yeah. quick success with the Rams. I think Allen Robinson might surpass that slightly. I think he'll put up much better numbers than Odell. I don't know, man. Odell was super, super good for the Rams. I know, but you have Allen Robinson. They're, they signed him 15 million a year. But they also had Rob, Robert Woods in the beginning of the year. They did. Ended up tearing his ACL. At the same time, Odell mm-hmm. really came in. But, I mean, I think Allen Robinson is a better wide receiver than Robert Woods is. But is Allen Robinson a better wide receiver than Odell Beckham Jr.? Ooh. Yes. Wow. I don't know about that. Yes. I don't know. But at this point, I don't know. I understand your logic. It's I mean, fair. we just talked about it. The two, course, 2019, 2020, 100 receptions, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. And, and Odell was one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen prior to hitting I know, Cleveland. but it's been multiple, multiple years. Of course. And listen, but that's why I say what you're saying is fair, and it's really not... There's not too much pushback I have yeah. with that. The only the reason why I say he's better than Odell, or at least I think he takes more targets away, is because they signed him to this big contract. They have the offseason, mini camp, OTAs. They're, he's a part of their offense. It's not week nine, week ten, Odell comes in, let's make it work. No, Allen Robinson is a part of this entire offense. For sure. Fair enough. That's a great point. Um, it is. That's why I think Robinson's going to have a big-time year. Um, I don't know if that means that Cooper Cup slides down to the fourth spot. Just off of talent alone and who I like better, I would, t- I would take... Jefferson, Adams, and Chase over Cup. But Cup has shown it even with uh, Robert Woods or OBJ. Nothing is going to mess up with Stafford and him and already already have. Can you run through your top 10 again? Of course. Uh, A.J. Brown, number 10. Number 9, Mike Evans. Number 8, DeAndre Hopkins. Number 7, Debo Samuel. Number 6, Tyree Kill. Number 5, Stephon Diggs. Number 4, Devontae Adams. Number 3, Cooper Cup. Number 2, Jettas. Number 1. Jamar Chase. I have Debo. I don't have Debo on my top ten. That's crazy. It's crazy. If he doesn't, if he's not playing this wide back, and I don't get his rushing ability. I mean, bro, he had over what do you have fourteen hundred? Yes, I understand that. Like but that's insane. In, it is going into next year with, with, with yes, going in next year with Trey Lance though. I agree. I think it's a different offense. But that's your boy. He so is which my is boy. why I'm shocked to hear he that. He's my boy. But I think it's going to be even though he's already rush heavy. I think it's going to be even more rush heavy. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo was better passer last year than Trey Lance will be this year. I think Trey Lance gives you more explosive plays, and he's obviously has the higher upside in terms of long-term quarterback play, and he could lead you to a Super Bowl, even though Jimmy G has, but just leading you as the quarterback being the main reason. Let me let me ask you this, because you used the word upside. Now, I'm going to list you these guys. You tell me which upside you like higher. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins or Debo Samuel? Debo. Right? Well, D- upside-wise, Debo is probably... This, the, just for yeah. this upcoming okay. season. DeAndre, Mike Evans. Debo. Oh, uh, Mike. Mike, because God, Godwin's going to be out. So it's just, it's going to be Mike and Russell Gage. AJ Brown. Yeah. That answer is easy. Respectfully. Respectfully. Okay. Diva. So that's, I'm just trying to say to not have him in the top 10, and I'm not going to name any of it because I feel like that's, yeah. these are the guys that are in that conversation. Well, of that upside involves. Debo being involved in the rushing, but he's game. going to be involved in the rush he game. Do, he said he doesn't want to. He do says it. he doesn't want to. But end of the day, you're playing for the team. If they're telling you, "Hey, you're going to run this play, you're going to do it." If he has Maybe. a long term deal, yeah. He did, well, she doesn't. He doesn't. I yeah. Listen, I get it. Debo put up a crazy year, fourteen hundred yards, without a doubt. There's just a lot of moving parts there. I understand. Listen, if Trey Lance is who you're telling me he's supposed to be, and I'm not out on Trey Lance, you've just made me feel like he's not going to be what you believe he's going to be. I still think he's going to be 
He's going to be fine. Okay. But I don't think he's going to be the all-world guy you think that he's going to be. No. (laughs) Heavens no. But I think he'll be oh. he'll be in, he'll be fine enough to make Debo still a top seven receiver in the NFL. If Debo was on this list, he would have been ten. He's probably eleven. Really? And I, I mean, yeah. If we're projecting for next year, if I'm taking Trey Lance, I'm taking him over Sam Darnold. Of course, you know, who's, of course. Even though DJ Moore has listen, shown me and I can't be a hypocrite. The, there's a reason why I took Stephon Diggs over Tyree Kill because Josh Allen is better than Tua. There's yeah. no way around that. That's why even with bad quarterback play, DJ Moore gives me 1,200 yards guaranteed. Which is fine. Yeah. I understand that logic. That's another thing, though. Is Debo's ceiling not higher than DJ Moore's? Of course. Yeah. But that that's, plays into the, the rushing ability. If you, if you give not even a, a top 15 quarterback, if you give him the 19th best quarterback in the league, you know, he's been playing. I guess Teddy Bridgewater plays that I mean, Jimmy, I mean, that Jimmy case. G was around that, was he not? Yeah, but no, I'm saying Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker uh, we played with last I understand, year. I understand, I understand. The top... Fair, know, bottom four fair. quarterback in the league, okay. probably. Ranking top five wide receiver cores. You can start off with number five, Drew. All right, so honorable mention. You guys aren't going to like this. The Rams. I do not have them in my top five. Now, I say this because outside of Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, they don't have anything. Like, if we're going to give credit to Van Jefferson, who else? You should give credit to Van Jefferson. Should I? It's because of Matthew Stafford that Van two, Jefferson... 2-2 two, two Atwell, too. Oh, no. So, Respectfully. So, no. which is why... I was waiting for this one. I'm, you, you're going to love this. Number five, Denver Broncos. With Sutton, Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, and Alberto. I understand he's not a wide receiver, but he's going to get looks in the past without a doubt. This is going to be the fifth best, or at least I'm projecting them to be the top five wide receiver core. Just, uh, right just guess real quick. How many yards did Van Jefferson have last year? I'm going to guess 700. I was going to get um, 600. 802. Good for him. Second season. Better than any Broncos He's last a, year. Jerry Judy in his rookie year had more no, than No, honestly. Don't play. You having, don't play. You having the Broncos at five is literally ridiculous. No, it's not. Because, I have, because I, have, I have my top five, and I have three honorable mentions, and neither I, of them I are the Broncos. I keep forgetting to do honorable mentions. I feel, always feel left Listen, out. Listen, I, I did this for a reason, because I understand how good they're going to be this season. And I'm fine with you oh, yeah. calling it ridiculous, yeah. because when it actually comes into fruition, which it will for sure... I'm going to be smiling. My issue is, Did you see Russell Wilson's uh, video? Let's ride. That's been his thing. That's been his mantra. He's, he's, a, he's interesting. You know, what, you know what really kills me about not, you? You're not going to be so good. Really? Broncos are not going to be good, bro. That's the thing that kills me. It's Russell Wilson. So what you what you have the Broncos finishing? You have them second place? I'm going to change it right now. <laughs> the agenda. No, but no. Literally, I don't want to hear this. I want to hear Jules Literally, instead. number f- like having not. them top five is ridiculous. It's not. Because let me hear your honorable mentions. Let me hear your honorable mentions. Well, the Rams were one of my honorable mentions. Okay, great. I think Am Co- I bugging Co- out, bro? The no, Rams no, are... No. I understand your logic. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Core. I know, but it's, like... If it was duos, yes. it's not a conversation. Wait, my Broncos up. aren't on the Who's list. Who's better, Van Jefferson? That, bro, you, think, like, you think Van Jefferson is not better than Tim Patrick? I think they're around no. the same. Tim no. They're, no. They're, they're around the same. This no. is the thing. Real quick, before we, before we move on. It doesn't matter about receiving cores, because you're talking about like, oh, okay, these four guys are better than these four guys, but... Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, end of discussion. Uh, that's where, but you have an honorable mention. Like I'm very interested to see your guys' top five list yeah. because wide receiver cores. Yes. So who's is your in, number five? My, number five is the Bucks for me. But before before Ooh, I move on, that's wide receiver cores. That's kind of it's because of Godwin. Godwin's I think going to miss eight games. Okay, maybe more. Okay, you know? I understand. Um, and then you're looking at Mike Evans and Russell Gage. Good, not not spectacular. Um. Because wide receiver cores, like, yes, depth's important. Having Tim Patrick as your three, KJ Hamler as your four is amazing. 
But do those four guys make a bigger impact than Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup do on a game-to-game basis? No. I understand. No. Listen, I understand what you're saying for sure. Me saying this is strong. The Broncos this are is overrated. me projecting. That's but fine. You, neither of you guys have the Rams on here. I have them six. They're six. Blowing my mind. Like, they just missed it because I'm taking the Broncos in totality because of Russell Wilson and because I understand that Cortland Sutton with mediocre quarterback play, was able to put up 1,100 receiving okay, yards. But very, the, the thing about, the thing about it is that, you, you know what? I'm going to do my top. I'm just going to do five through one. Just, What's going on? This guy is unbelievable. Just, just do no it. How about you keep some order? No I just said, let, let's, let's stop. Let's stop making it a surprise because I just want to argue with you guys <laughs> about this right now. I don't right, want to What are the rest of your honorable mentions? The Saints. Michael Thomas. Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Oh that's, that's better than horrible. the Broncos. That's is that horrible. not better than the Broncos? That's horrible. I don't, I don't know what happens with MT, bro. I would well, take the Broncos. If, MT is, if, I'm taking, if Michael Thomas is healthy, you're taking the Broncos receiving core? It's Russell Wilson would rather throw close. to Jarvis Landry. Jar- Chris Olave is a Jarvis rookie. Jarvis Landry is better see. than every receiver on your team outside of Sutton. You don't know ball. <laughs> I would take Judy over you. I would definitely take Judy You're taking a potential of Judy. Over, over, uh, Jarvis Landry is, is, is You projected Brees better. Hall and Michael Thomas. Oh, excuse me. Um, running Brees backs, running backs making impact. What do you think Jarvis right put up last year? He he put up 700 yards. I was going to guess six. He put up 570 yards. He's sorry. How many play, he, he played? He played like 12, 12 games. games. He played 12 games, so 570 yards. He put up Dude. 840 the year before that. I don't like this disrespect you're giving Jerry Judy. I don't care about the rest of the receivers, Dude. You, you're telling me you are a really good wide receiver scouting guy, right? To not see it in Jerry Judy allows me to take that away from you. No, I just think you have blind faith in what you're No, it's do. not. Can I, can I hear the rest of your honorable mentions? Yeah. Um, the Eagles. Eagles. Valid. I respect AJ that. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. That's better than the Broncos. It's, Quez Watkins? Ta- oh, here we go. You I, I would say I would take AJ. I'm putting the Eagles wide receiver core over the Broncos. Like, I understand that logic because the, if we're doing duos, but I'm Broncos not thinking about duos. Do you, it's not like, just duos. It's, cores, who who exactly. would I rather? Which core would I rather take? Am I taking Sutton, Losing Judy, it. and Patrick over AJ and Brown, KJ Devontae Hamler. Smith, and Quez Watkins? But, Quez Watkins is a better defense than him. A big thing about it too that goes into it is the quarterback play. Ultimately. Russell Wilson's going to elevate all these guys. Well, I'm well, glad we're you, not, well, we're I'm not glad, talking well, about... Uh, uh, well, I'm glad you said that because I had three honorable mentions. The Saints, Eagles, quarterback play is mid-tier, right? Rams have Stafford, who's better than Russell Wilson. Now, let's get into number five. He's, that's not yeah, come on. Min, Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. He's, he's a good to great quarterback. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne. That's a better three than anything Denver has. That's no, definitely really number good. Number four, Las Vegas Raiders. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. That's a little low. Outside of the first two, it gets shaky. Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole. They're at least I threw Waller manageable. in there, which is why I have them higher. I don't, I don't, this I just, is he, he, I didn't, he lines up on the outside but he's more than end. he does in the He's a tight end. He's a tight end. I guess, but let's be real. He's a, he's a tight end, though. No. That's why, but this. Raiders this to me. Is, you you like love pushing the boundaries. Lamar's in the backfield. Darren Waller's a wide receiver. I do because I understand that he lines up more on the outside. I know, but he's a tight end, bro. I guess. He's a tight end. It's like Gronkowski's better than a lot of wide receivers. He's a tight end. He's a tight end. But even still, Waller actually lines up on the outside. I know. So is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, but they're, they're still. And I don't think that he's a tight end. But they're, they're tight ends. They're it's labeled still a, a tight end. It's for still money. a difference of position. If this was like pass catchers, I'd let you get away with it. But this is very specific wide receiver core. Come on. We understand what we understand what lining up has to do. But fine. Well, whatever. I don't even have Waller on here. But if you have Waller on here, Vikings and Raiders clear the Broncos. 
Um, Raiders clear them for sure. Number three, Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Preston Williams. They're the only team that that has horrible quarterback play in my top five. Horrible. But the Raiders (laughs) have Derek, the Raiders, Vikings, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Number two, Tampa Bay. Fully healthy. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, Tom Brady, elite quarterback, best of all time. Number one, Cincinnati. Sure. Joe Burrow, who's leaps and bounds above Tua uh, and above uh, your your boy, too, Russell Wilson. Um, leaps and Jamar bounds. Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. This is number one? Yeah. So, yeah, so, I'm, just, so I'm just wondering. That's easy. Where do the Broncos fit in the top five? They're number five. Because I, I literally named eight, the all eight teams I named. And I disagree with I don't with even bat an eye before Which I think about the Broncos. With? The, the honorable mentions that you mentioned. Well, just talk about top five. Who in the top no. five do you disagree well, with? Well, I have the Broncos at five. Did I say they were one? Question. <laughs> but which, which Th- team? No, no, no. I have a question. Did I have them one? You don't have them one. I have them what? I have them what? You have them five. Five. Okay. But who did it make it over? My... I have the Rams that are honorable mentions. I have them over the Rams. Give your list. Okay, so exactly. You're just chatting. Here we go. Number four, the Dolphins. Number three, the Buccaneers. Number two, the Raiders. Number one, the Bengals. There's really no issue other than you have Minnesota was the one name that you gave me that I felt. I felt that one. Because Thielen, I have to throw respect on his name, but his injuries scare me. But I can't be a hypocrite because Judy missed some time. Son missed some time. Hamler missed some time. That's the one that you that you said, and I said, you know what? I'm willing to have that conversation. Rams it's not a sure. conversation. They have Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is amazing. He's all world. So is Cooper Cup, but that didn't stop me from putting the Broncos over them. Well, yeah. Because I understand in totality, I love our depth, and I love the fact that Russell Wilson's going to elevate these guys. Okay. I'm projecting them to all be really good. So Stafford's not elevating Allen Robinson. For sure he is. Okay. So Cup. Let's say has thirteen hundred yards. Robinson has a thousand yards. Probably will. You're, you're taking. You're taking still the Broncos' depth because Jerry Judy. So you're taking role players over stars. Jerry Judy's a star. No, he's not. He's a star in the making. Okay. Okay. Corlin's son will have over a thousand yards. Jerry Judy can have clean over twelve fifty. You have Tim Patrick <laughs> that can put up. <laughs> You, you, oh my God! No, you, you I'm said, done. You said Gabe I'm Davis done. could put up 1,200 yards. You said Jerry Judy's having 1,200 yards. Okay, With Russell Wilson. Not only did you, I'm going to remember that. this moment. No, no. His face was I'm no, going to remember I, this moment. No, because oh, I'm, I'm yo, baffled. Because you you don't understand no, how good Jerry I, Judy is. I just don't understand. And Russell Wilson, because that's what it comes down to. I just also. don't understand how you can put the Broncos wide receiver core. Over the Vikings with Jefferson Thiel and Osborne, over the Saints, MT Landry Olave, Dude, stop over it. the you're Eagles, not, AJ Brown, Devontae them. Smith, Quez Watkins, Quez Watkins over the is Rams, I'm Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, you're KJ Hamler. and Tim Patrick. Also, Tim Patrick's leaps and bounds better He's than Quez, Quez Watkins is one of the fast receivers in the NFL. And Tim Patrick is right there. Um, excuse me. And KJ nice. Ham, Hamler's nice. right. Quez, I'm, taking, Quez I'm taking Osborne over, over Devontae him Smith, easily. Devontae Smith has the potential to be a top 15 receiver. And so does AJ Jerry Brown Judy. is that right so now. So does Jerry Judy. Like, Devontae Smith set the record for most receiving yards or receptions for a rookie wide receiver in Eagles history last yeah, year. he did. Like, and, and, it's gonna, and, and it's going to have to be a matter of Jalen Hurts doing it. Like, you understand I'm, what I'm like, saying there? It's just your list is... But this it's is very also, biased. This is also not. It's not biased. I have them fine. Th- but this list, oh, can, this, hold we, on, real quick, real quick. This list is not 
what core has the best numbers. It is who is the best wide receiving core, regardless of quarterback play. And this list has to do with stars. That's why the, the Broncos Eagles are not here. Yes, sure. This is me projecting. Jerry, Judy, and Sutton are in that range with Devontae Smith, but A.J. Brown is that solidified, right. bona fide 100%. wide receiver one the Broncos don't have. I agree with that. It's hard to have me in their top five, even like their top seven, eight, because you don't have... I think Judy has the potential to do it. Wait. We've seen Sutton be a really good receiver, but they haven't shown me to be a wide receiver one like Yo, all these up. other guys. Hold up. Sutton was a wide receiver Did you one. Give 1,106 your top five? touchdowns. Did yet. you give your top five yet? Give your top five real quick. Okay. Then I have um, this thought. <laughs> yeah, I had I had the Bucks at five just because of Chris Godwin's injury. When he's healthy, he they might be top three in this. Four, I have the Vikings. You have Justin Jefferson, my best receiver in the league. Adam Thielen is a top three wide receiver, two in the league. KJ Osborne finally broke, or not finally, but year two broke out last season. 50 receptions, seven touchdowns. I have the Dolphins at three. I think they have the most electric wide receiver duo maybe we have ever seen. Going back to like the Chris Carter, Randy Moss days. Um, We don't need to talk about what Tyreek does. We mentioned him in the top 10. Jalen Waddle had one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons of all time, breaking the receptions record. Number two, I have the Rams. I don't know how... They weren't didn't even make you guys' top five. They, they were six. That is they were crazy. Six. You have Cooper Cup, who just put up the best wide receiver season in NFL history. You have Allen Robinson, who before this past we season. We have to see it. 2019-2020 with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, he averaged 100 receptions, 1,200 yards, Justin, and seven Justin touchdowns. Justin Fields is not a bum. He's not, but there was obviously no. Something, he was the worst quarterback else, last year. He was there the was worst something else going and on Looney in Chicago. Still had over a thousand. There was something else disagree. going in Chicago. Fine, fine, fine. Because those last two fine. years, 2019-2020, Al Robinson was a fine. dog. Number one is the Bengals. I agree. For one, the Broncos' weapons have gotten so over. Not, not I won't even say the weapons because I love the backfield. I like the tight end. I, I like Dosich. I like Albert o, o, o a lot. The Broncos' receiving room has to be the most overrated in football. They made number five for you. Vikings for me number five better. Vi- Saints better. Vi- Eagles Vikings better. Really... Rams are better. Hold, not, hold up, Joe. We're we're not talking about production. We're talking about just which core are you taking? The Seahawks have a better wide receiver core than the Broncos. They don't. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's easy. If this was duos. I'm not, I'm not even thinking twice. Broncos don't make my list. But you're worrying about like the seventh and eighth man on a roster. If you're talking NBA, you're worrying about the seventh and eighth man and not what are the we two talking? superstars I mean, that you need to win. We're going to we're gonna run. We're going to run sets where we have four wide receivers on the field. We're going to no, you you will, but like. Your wide receiver four is going to have, what, 500 yards, 600 yards at most? With KJ Hamlin being the deep ball threat that he is? What, you think four guys can have 1,000 yards? Not 1,000. F- I'm not saying that even Tim Patrick's going to have 1,000 yards. He could be on that cusp of the 850 to 900. KJ Hamlin could be on that 700 range. And what happens to your tight ends? They just don't get used? Albert O's going to get his for you're sure. Gonna the, you're going to run the ball, believe it or not. Uh, I No like, doubt dude, about a lot that. To, like, how many how many passengers Russell Wilson at 5K? My point being is the depth that we have is a reason why I have them number five. And I'm also, which is what we should be doing, projecting with Russell Wilson, or, these guys are going to... <laughs> 100%. No, 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 it's just funny because technically, if we're projecting, and I know Russell Wilson is a large part, has a large part in your evaluation, but if we're projecting, if we look at the Broncos wide receiving room, so Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, if we look at that core in a vacuum compared to this other one, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios. Broncos clear. It's not that far. It's really not that far. Broncos if clear. Garrett Wilson is who he who we think he is, and Elijah Moore has a second year breakout, Corey Davis had a thousand yards basically before he came to the Jets. 
it's not the, our cores are not that far off. No, not at all. Not at all is crazy. We both have we have both cores that have question marks. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is more proven than Jerry Judy. Elijah Moore is more proven than Jerry Judy. This the only reason that you have this like any type of ammunition behind Jerry because Elijah Moore is good. That's why I don't disrespect Jerry Judy's Elijah. a beast. No, you eight, know I like Jerry eight, Judy. Eight hundred his rookie season with Drew Locke as his quarterback. He got hurt last year. Yeah, he was great. Rekwan. There is no doubt in my mind that with Russell Wilson, he is going to have a lot of people quiet. And I didn't think. I, for the record, I didn't think twelve fifty was crazy, but the face he gave me just just cracked no, me up. G- Gabe no, Davis, I think it's no, crazy. No, Gabe Davis can have twelve hundred yards, but Jerry yeah. Judy. I didn't can. say twelve hundred. I don't know what I world. Said, I said a no, thousand. I don't you know said what 12. world. No, I said twelve. I said twelve hundred. I said twelve. You said twelve. Uh, you you Loki might have. It literally, literally just happened this episode. You Loki might have. Well, well, I'll go back and I'll see it. I doubt I said twelve hundred though. You're, we you're, we, we you're, talked about who would have a better season between Gabe Davis and somebody else. Trust me, you said twelve hundred. You, I Trust. think you said it in a joking-ish manner, but twelve hundred. I think no. You did this is the exact same. There's a world where Gabe Davis has twelve hundred receiving yards. He might be onto something. He might be. Onto I something. don't know if I said that. So I'll, I'll, I'll again, be honest. Do you think what's the Come gap on. between Jerry Judy and Gabe Davis? He's saying there is none because Gabe Davis is better. Apparently, Gabe Davis is better. This guy really, it's something. It's Gabe something. Davis is better than Jerry Judy. Yeah, it I is. Think something. So I think he is. I think he is. He I mean, showed. We, we he showed more in that. So like, he showed more. In, he like, showed like more in that. Receiver list. He showed more in that one playoff game than Judy has. Judy has entire career. I don't care about one game. We saw Chris Matthews, Seattle versus New England, have 130 yards. Gabe Davis, when he got the snap count, he was producing at a high level, bro. But you, right, you we'll, want to we'll see ball Gabe Davis? That's fine. But like I said, if, if you compare the Broncos and Jets receiving core, it's it's really not that far off. Uh, like, I agree. It, it's literally no, but, not. But that here's far the off. difference: Russell Wilson. Because let's just say. Fair. Garrett Wilson, if we're if we're projecting right, Garrett Wilson, if you think Judy's that star, he's on Judy's level. That's what he should be, right? Then it's Elijah Moore versus Sutton. You think Sutton clears that easily coming off that ACL? I need to see Elijah Moore because he also struggled with staying on the field last season. Yeah. Okay, and then Corey Davis versus and Corlin Sutton put up eleven hundred with Drew Locke. and then twenty nineteen. Yeah, for sure. I understand what you're saying. Twenty twenty, but. I th- 2019, 2019, you're right. You're right. Apologize. Like, you're right, but also Elijah Moore put up 600 yards with Joe Flacco. I respect him. I respect Elijah Moore. Like, Zach Wilson, I I love Zach Wilson, but he was statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the season. And he's not Russell Wilson, which is why I'm allowed to project that. Elijah Moore consistently won against guys like Trey White. Elijah Moore last him. year. He got open. Elijah Moore's nice. He was always like open. he he won against guys like Xavier Howard, and Jason you had, Jackson. You got the Bengals one. Yeah, you're not He's, worried about Auden Tate leaving. Um, no, that top three song to cool. me. Cool, cool. Yeah. Sure. Auden Tate would have been a huge. They might have just been surprised the Falcons didn't make zero. this list. They might have been zero. Maybe. <laughs> What's a number higher than one? No, but um, yeah. So that that's what I think. You know, Corey, the one the one that you guys really said that I can definitely entertain was the Vikings. No, no doubt about it. Adam Thielen, Je- Justin Jefferson. I think the Raiders. KJ Osborne. Too. Oh, Raiders are over them. Oh, you did. I didn't have. I, I didn't have the Raiders even, I didn't too. Have them. I didn't have the Raiders. On my I mean, list. I, I personally think there are there are ten receiving cores you get to before you name the Broncos. Ten's insane. <laughs> no, I have eight here, and, and then and I disagree with. I don't the have Saints. The Saints is the, Saint, is, the Saints is question. That's a reach. The, the other seven are valid. The, the Seahawks. E- the Eagles. The Eagles. The Seahawks Eagles would be valid. nine. Quez Watkins gives me pushback because I but do you're like talking KJ Hamler and and Tim Patrick. Okay, fine, but we're talking wide receiver, three versus wide receiver four between Tim Patrick and, and Quez. 
I'm sorry, yeah. they're they're both wide receiver threes. So you're but just Tim Patrick has been thing, a wide receiver yes, two. But the only thing putting the Broncos over the Eagles is wide receiver four KJ Hamler no, coming off a torn ACL. No, Tim Patrick, who's better than Quez Watkins, and in my opinion, significantly yeah, yes, better yes. than him. And the fact that we have KJ Hamler as an add-in. We have depth at the wide receiver position. You do. So, you have depth, but you don't have the star power. But yet, because we haven't seen it, but I'm projecting Jerry Judy to give us that star power. And Cortland Sun's no bum. He's not. They're both so good receivers. I had, so I had the Bengals, Bucks, Dolphins, Raiders, Vikings, Saints, Eagles, Rams. That's eight. Seahawks, I think they're a better receiving core. They're not. That's not. I mean, you, you, you would. Could, you could definitely make the argument. You would definitely trade. You would, right now, you would trade all four of your receivers for DK and Tyler, Lock, Tyler Lockett. I wouldn't. Okay. All right. The Saints, the Saints is very iffy. Chargers. No, thank you. Mike Will, Keenan Allen. Mike Will's overrated. Close. Jerry Judy's going to be better than Mike this, Williams this We're year. taking the Saints off this. Commanders? No. No. McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis, Curtis Samuel? Samuel. Absolutely no. not. Diami Brown? No. Um, it's a possibility. No. Like, it's really a possibility. It's not. They have the most, they have 49ers. Debo Ayuk? No. What do you mean no? I'm saying no. Ayuk's better than everybody on your team. No, At the not. receiver position. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's not. Ren Ayuk, is, he was in a doghouse and still got What about yards. the Cardinals? Hop Hollywood. AJ, Brown, uh, AJ Green. Rondo. Well, them too. So that's clean 10. Cardinals I can entertain, but that 3-4 that three, that three, is mid. But that 1-2 is fantastic. I can entertain that one too. Yeah, that's about it. Minnesota and the Cardinals I can entertain. And I can't entertain the Eagles because I, I'm not a Hurts believer. But this isn't about the quarterback. This is about just the talent of the wide receivers. But the quarterback impacts the wide receiver. But that's not what this exercise is. I understand, is. which is why, listen, I still have the Dolphins here regardless of I still believe in Tua, which is why I still yeah, have, I have them. the Dolphins third. Rightfully so. Yeah. It's a very yeah. explosive. Uh, that's why, like, if you, if you talk about quarterback play, I mean, the Dolphins are not top five, right? I mean, Probably. you have... Regardless, even if you don't believe into it, to, Waddle broke the the receptions record with him. So. You don't have to believe into it. Know these yeah, but no dumb. Jalen Waddle's not going to get those receptions next season. He might. He's not going to have a hundred and no, he's going to have eighty five. Probably. I mean, the reason why he was able to get that because they they schemed it up that way. I don't have, think they're going to run the same scheme this upcoming season. You don't trade for Tyreek. I hope. I million. hope they don't run the same scheme. I mean. One, the personnel's different. You have a sure. improved offensive line. 100%. Waddle's not going to be catching bubble screens 10 times a game. No, he's not going to have the same receptions, but he could definitely have more yards. Oh, yeah, I yeah. agree. But we're talking about the receptions. Oh, no, I, know, I'm with this you. Case. I'm with you. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't feel like quarterback play should be taken into account when, we, when we're doing this. It's the talent of the receivers, I agree. in my opinion. And even then, all these, all these teams have great quarterbacks. Bengals, Bucks, Raiders, Vikings, Rams. Eagles, Saints don't, and we know Miami doesn't, but, you know, that's... Uh, the Saints don't? The Saint James is actually better than two of us, so maybe. He's not. So, you know, Jameis is really, really good. I wouldn't be surprised. I like James. I was not expecting this this list to get so heated. Oh, the I Bron- knew it. The Broncos, I knew nah, it. the Broncos at five is... That's why oof. I didn't mention it to anyone. It's crazy. The Buccaneers signed Akeem Hicks uh, to a one-year deal worth $10 million, which means... They're probably not bringing back Indominus Sue. He won't be back. But Akeem Hicks is a very good replacement. Now, what are your thoughts on this? I'll start with you, Joe. It was a huge signing for the Bucks. You know, Indominus Sue is someone who's still out there that they haven't re-signed. And not that I was worried about their interior defensive line. You have Vita Vea there, who is 
honestly, in my lifetime, probably the best interior defensive lineman in terms of stopping the run. Just like he's 350 pounds and, and moves so quickly. So he's better than Aaron Donald? Uh, no, I'm just saying in terms of like... Stopping, Aaron, that's what I'm saying. Stopping I'm, the run. Yeah. I'm Aaron saying Donald's like bringing up bodies. Like you need like two, three. You need it for Donald too. But just like plugging up the interior. I know exactly I, what I you're think, saying. I do think he's better than Donald. But Donald hasn't beaten everything else. Um, Hicks, I mean, he's he's a bit older. He's past his prime, 32 years old. You know, he, I think he made a Pro Bowl in 2018, maybe even All Pro. He was he was spectacular that year. But he was still a top 25 run defender according to PFF last year. And you know, the Bucks, while their secondary is you know the questionable part of their team, really in general, their front seven is solid. You know, their front seven has they've had one of the best rush defense over these last couple of years. It, it takes me back to the 20 was it 19 season when they played against the Panthers. CMC's ridiculous year where they held them to 20, like 20, 20 yards, yeah, 20 30 stupid. rushing yards. That just really show like how dominating they really can be um i mean they form the best at least run stopping duo in the league with vita vea and akeem hicks i don't think they have the best front seven they're probably top three so the other teams i had that came to mind the niners were one with bosa armstead and fred warner but when i was going through all of them i think it's the saints and i think the saints might clear everybody by a pretty wide margin just looking at their line of marcus davenport David Onyemata, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Demario Davis, Pete Warner, who was a second round pick in 2021, played really well too. I mean, they have that's five guys, four guys, like four of these guys might make the pre, the Pro Bowl next year. Um, you know the the Saint, I mean the the Bucks. I believe, especially those two, I believe in the surrounding pieces, the linebackers, the uh, the edge guys like Joe Joe Tyron, who took in the first round, who I'm sure they're still high on, didn't have the best rookie season ever. Um, I just worry about them a bit more. I think the the Saints though are more proven and have shown it year after year since it's a really good name uh to just speak about uh, akeem hicks joining the buccaneers it's unfortunate for Ndamukong sue i feel like he actually made a home in tampa bay and this is where he probably i wouldn't say he played his best football but definitely left his, his biggest impact for the fact that they won a championship and he played a huge part in that defense the year that they beat kansas city you bring in akeem hicks you bring in a, uh, some veteran to the to the lineup and you're not gonna have to scheme for Akeem Hicks and I feel like that's going to allow Akeem to definitely thrive where you have Shaq Barrett JPP on the line you're not thinking about Akeem Hicks and I feel like that's it's gonna it's gonna benefit him as well but do I think that they have the best front seven in football I'm going with the Niners Uh, and Nick Bosa is among the three best edge rushers in the game he's unbelievable at, at, at that position you have Eric Armstead Javon Kinlaw D Ford Fred Warner who's arguably the best middle linebacker in football, Drain Greenlaw, Aziz Al-Shahir, who's, who's not the best, but he's definitely average at coverage, stopping the run. I feel like the Niners defensively last season carried the football team as deep as they did into the playoffs, and I have to respect this defense just because of that. I think this was a great signing, especially since Dominic Sue's not back. I don't think he'll, Akeem Hicks, he can play on the outside, on the inside. I think... With the Bucks, they'll probably use him more as an edge. You have Vita Vea. You have Logan Hall, who they drafted in the first round, or at the top of the second, one of those who was a really outstanding player who's from Utah. And you still have Shaq Barrett. William Golson is still there. Joe Tot- Tryon. They have a lot of depth here. Um, I think this was a home run signing. I, I he was uh, Akeem Hicks was far better than Dominic Sue this past season. He did get injured last year. He battled through groin and ankle injuries, but in the nine game nine games he played, three and a half sacks, five tackles for loss, uh, nine quarterback hits. He has missed twenty games in the past three seasons. But and with a team like the Bucks, they're not looking for somebody to come in and play every single snap of every single game. 
they have enough depth to where Akeem Hicks can rest. He doesn't have to play necessarily every single game. They could lose him for a couple of games, and he could, he could come back and be fine. This just makes their run defense that much better. Last year was a third ranked in the NFL. I think they're going to be that next year, probably third or even higher. They're one of the best run-stopping units in the NFL. Sure. In terms of best front seven, what's holding me back is their linebackers. I like Levante David, but Devin yeah. White, I think, is a liability. Um, and really? Yeah. He did, he did have a rough season last year. Uh, disappointing, has, I should he say. He has the tools. Like he's For sure. obviously athletic as hell. And I made a mistake. JPP is a free agent, so he's not yeah. going to come back. So that just makes us Akeem Hicks. I, also, I, don't, I think Akeem Hicks, he's going to play mostly on the interior. I don't think he's going to move out to edge. He's 330. Yeah. I mean, he could. I think he could do both, personally. I mean, he's. I think he's going to play. At that age. You can show different formations. Mm-hmm. I understand with, what you're saying. Yeah. No, so you can definitely three, four, move though. him around. Yeah. They must play yeah. Three, four. For me, it's just Devin White is what's holding me back from this. And I think... I like Shaq Barrett. Is he one of those top of the end elite elite guys? No, he's not. I don't think so. He's He's really good. I think he's great, but he's not an elite elite guy. So that's why I think they're not one of the best front sevens in football. They're one of the best, but they're not the best. I think there are some other teams that I think there's have a better case. I think they're probably second or third best. Like I think the Saints are probably one, but you're gonna have the Bucks right up there. And I agree, the Niners, who I mentioned too. They're those are the two other teams that really stuck out to me when I was going through everyone. So other big time news that happened this past week, uh, Aaron Donald was on I Am Athlete podcast and said that he's at peace with his career. If the Rams and him don't get a deal done, he's at peace. After winning a Super Bowl, he wants to go back out there. He wants to taste it again, but he's at peace. So what do you think this means for the Rams and Donald who he has no guaranteed money left on his contract? So he wants a new deal or at least guaranteed money what does this mean? Do you think Aaron Donald is a chance that he doesn't play next season? I, there is a chance for sure. There's a chance because I understand after listening to the interview that Aaron Donald is definitely at peace at this point in his life. He's accomplished everything there is to accomplish for a defensive player. He has reached the mountaintop. He has a Super Bowl. You could debate that he should have been Super Bowl MVP. He has the All Pros. He has the Defensive Player of the Year awards. He has done everything that you could ever ask of a football player. And he's done it in a span of, what, eight, nine seasons? The efficiency that Aaron Donald has shown on the football field is second to none. You could debate that he is the best defensive football player of all time already. He doesn't have anything else to prove. He understands that. He knows that I have the Super Bowl. I have my resume that could go up against any player on the defensive side of the ball. There's none for me really to show anymore. If the money's there, the money's there. I'd love to run it back because he says that I've tasted what it is to to have a Super Bowl and I want to chase that feeling again. And that's the, one of the only reasons why he's even contemplating coming back. But it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't suit up again. He's done everything that you can ask. And he said during the interview, he came into the NFL preparing to play eight seasons. He said, once I do eight seasons, I'm going to retire and that's going to be it. And just so happened that that eighth season, they went out and won Insane. a Super Bowl. You know, he won a couple years prior with Jared Goffley in the way, didn't win, lost to New England that year. Um, I think there is a really good chance because, you know, he had that Super Bowl run. That was probably the last thing on his bucket list to really check off. I mean, if he wants to go for rec- longevity records, like most sacks ever, most pressures ever, like, sure, he could do it. 
But Aaron Donald, he's already being compared as the best defensive player of all time. He's already getting talks with Reggie White and Demarcus Lawrence's and Deion, Deion Sanders. Term Lawrence the Taylor. Best. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Demarcus, did I say Demarcus Lawrence? Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Sorry a, if that came off rude. Uh, what, what did I say? Demarcus Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, the, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Um, yeah Lawrence the Cowboys Taylor. Cowboys rusher. Lawrence Taylor, who was I meant to say. Um, he's already getting compared to those guys only being eight seasons in the league. So... For him, he already knows how dominant he is. And it was funny. I watched most of the interview. Like, he's such like a humble guy. Like, oh. they were talking. He's like, you know, when we're comparing you to Lawrence Taylor's and Reggie White, he's like, you know, like, you know, I think I do a good job. You know, I'm going to let everyone say what they want to say. I'm like, bro, if I'm Aaron Donald, like, I'm going up there. I'm talking about shit. I am shit. yapping. Yeah, I'm talking about yapping. shit. But um, no, he's a really humble guy. I mean, he's going to want to get paid as the highest non paid quarterback in the NFL. They, that was one of the questions I think it might have been Brandon Marshall who asked him. He said, like, what do you think about these non QB players getting paid like quarterbacks? And his answer was, you know, I make play like I might not make every play like quarterback, but they should get paid more than me. But we should be at least in com- in the conversation with them, right? Like he goes out there, he made the game winning play more or less on Joe Burrow to secure that victory, and he's not touching the ball every play like Matt Stafford does for him. But he deserves to get Tyreek got thirty mil a year. Aaron Donald's probably looking at it like, yeah, I should be getting like 30, 35. 35 million a year. I'm the best defensive player of our generation, arguably of all time. So I think he's at peace with it. Sean McVay did say on Wednesday that they're making good progress towards a. I don't know if it's long-term, one year, or whatever it might be. But I think that having that ring, looking at the NFC, seeing how wide open it is, um, I think there's a chance maybe he gets like a one-year deal for a ridiculous $35 million all guaranteed and tries to run it back for one more season. Because without him, like this team changes a lot. You take away the most dominated player probably at every position off the field. Like that Rams defense is going to come down a ton. I don't think this is a big deal. Because I think the Rams are going to get a deal done with Aaron Donald. There's no way they don't get a deal done with Aaron Donald. He's he's open to it. All he wants is guaranteed money. The Rams cap situation is not the best. But teams like the Saints have shown in the past that that doesn't really matter. If teams want to do it, they're going to get it done. They're going to find a way to get it done. Aaron Donald's playing this season. The Rams are going to find a way to give him all the guaranteed money he wants. If he wants a 10-year deal, give it to him. It doesn't matter. Like, you're right. He's been the best defensive player in football for, I would say, five Five years. Five Five years without a doubt, he's been the best in football. So this is a no-brainer. If Aaron Donald doesn't play for some reason, are the Rams still contenders? Now, if you believe in Matthew Stafford as much as you believe in Matthew Stafford, the answer's no. you might still say yes. The answer's right? no. Wait, I'm sorry, no. what was your question? Are they still contenders? No. Without Donald? Without Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the arguably in the history of the in game. In a weak NFC. Sure they could be contenders. What? Okay, who so But they're definitely not the title favorites that they are right now. They're goes, not the favorites to come who, out of the who NFC. When the NFC jumps over them without Donald. Could the Bucks? Easy. The Bucks. Bucks easy. You could debate the Packers. You, even Packers debatable. Niners debatable. Cardinals. Uh, you could. Uh, You're taking maybe. away their best defensive player. I understand that. Comes to offense versus offense. Like even like yeah, Donald without question makes a huge impact. But you just look at the rest of the NFC and it's like even without him, like there's. It's still like you got to understand. Aaron Donald makes that entire line better. I agree. I don't know, man. That's that is one of the like, hugest losses a team could ever see. I, I don't see them losing Donald, and now they're out of the playoffs. No, I don't think so. But they're not. But I could see them losing Stafford and having a backup and oh, being course. out the playoffs. Be- yeah, oh, for, for sure. sure, for sure. I understand what you're saying. Um, but I'll say this: I, I'm confident that the Rams could go back to the Super Bowl right now without Donald. I promise you, that is not my opinion. I still, even without Donald, I still think the only team, with or without him, that really competes is the Bucks. 
We'll see because I'm not. Can you tell me another player on that defensive line that you're worried about outside of Aaron Donald? Leonard Floyd. But not, I mean, Donald is one of one. I just, I. Yeah, but what does Floyd look like without Donald? He was a great player in Chicago. I I know, but it it changes when you you don't have, um, when you don't have the best defensive player, defensive Mm -hmm. line, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. on the team, like Leonard Floyd now gets all the attention as being the primary guy you have to worry about every time you snap the ball. Listen, I definitely think that they could be a playoff team, but they're not the Super Bowl contenders that I have them today. I was wondering why you gave me such a crazy look when I said Deion Sanders, and I was like, oh, I said to Marcus Lawrence. Uh-huh. No, Deion, obviously. That's yeah, prime time. That's I, what I was like. It's, wow, you have Lawrence Taylor, you have Prime, and now you have Aaron Donald, yeah. right? Those are the three grouped together. And Reggie White, you got her to him in respect. Yeah. Mean Joe Green. I mean, Donald, Donald Lee's defensive line is because they don't have no depth. Of course, not, that's my point. It's not just that. It's just they don't have no depth. Correct. So it'd be Sean Robinson, Greg Gaines, Bobby Brown and Leonard. Ford. It would be it's mid. Ugly. It's ugly. I think they'd have a bottom twenty defense, but their offense would still be top five, for sure. And and you can't forget that obviously Jalen Ramsey's still on that defense, and he's going to have his impact. But no Aaron Donald. It's going to be a lot of Eric Weddle retired again. <laughs> he'll probably be back week uh, week nine week eighteen. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's. Uh, I hope he comes back, man. You know, like so of I'm, course, as a fan, as a fan, but it's also like I like like the those players like. Going to the come mind like him, Calvin, Barry Sanders, like the ones that go out like being the best player at their position. Some of them best players in Andrew. the NFL. Luck word. Like there, there's some, there's some part of me that I'm like, you know what? Like go out on your time. Don't let like don't don't miss the last three years because of injury or you weren't yourself. Like you made your money and he could do whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Being 29 years old right mm-hmm. now, right? You're a fan of that. You're saying, yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I understand. You know? But as a, f- I understand. But also, exactly he, he has a chance saying, to probably sign a three or hundred million dollar deal. It does break my heart. Like when Calvin retired. Oh yeah, it was terrible. I was broken. I was, I yeah. was sad. Yeah, I know. When Luck retired, I was sad. I hate to see these guys go out that that young, but I understand. You think that Andrew Luck, at his best, is better than Joe Burrow now? Yes. Eyes he, closed. He, yeah, he went from literally the. I mean, I they guess were Burrow did it. Yes. Burrow year two. Fair. Fair. You know? And he went to Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm not going to get crazy. No, Andrew Luck. Yes. It's for not sure. with your eyes closed though. No, it's with my eyes closed. It's really not. What's What's Luck's best year? You know, the uh, I think it's 20, 2017. He had forty. He had forty something. Or twenty sixteen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. In twenty fourteen. He put up, uh, got lost. Forty-seven hundred yards, 47. forty touchdowns, 40, sixteen yeah. interceptions. And the year he re- like the year before he retired, forty-six hundred yards, thirty-nine touchdowns, fifteen. Yeah, no, nah, it's luck. Freak. It's luck right now. <laughs> I could tear up right now. Yeah. Eleven and five, eleven and five, eleven and five. Injury, eight and seven, ten and six. Luck or Herbert? Luck. Herbert's on his way. He I is. feel like I, here's my honest opinion on it. I think Andrew Luck was phenomenal. But he does get the, he does get a bit overrated because of the fascination factor with him. Nah, he was amazing. He no was, way around. I'll it. be honest, bro. No, he was, he was amazing. But his best seasons are what Herbert's doing in his first two seasons. What Herbert just put up last year? 30, 36 touchdowns, I believe. He had forty-seven and forty. What year? Twenty fourteen. Third season. Justin Herbert's doing it in his second season. Oh, oh second versus third. Oh, come on, bro. In his second season, her, uh, oh, 20, sorry, Herbert threw 38 number. touchdowns, 15 picks. How many yards? 5,000. Yeah. He's right there. But Luck did it and went 11-5 in three I'm not, years. I'm not saying my eyes. So now winning matters. 
Winning, Cause winning with, cause has with, always mattered. Because Burrow won 10 games and made the Super Bowl. Winning has always... But for for him, one, it doesn't matter. No, you're the one who flip-flop on winning matters or winning does not matter. No, because... That's why you so put why Burrow do you have, over these so guys. So why do you have Burrow low, then? Why what do you mean? have Burrow lower if winning matters? When my mindset has always been winning is a part of the equation. It's not the only thing. It's not the most important thing, but it's a part of the equation. But when their stats are identical and then one guy wins, you don't have Burrow over them still. Was his stats identical to Justin Herbert? They were. Were they? Yeah. What was Burrow's numbers last year? So Herbert, 38 touchdowns, 15 picks. Burrow through... I think he had 14. 34 touchdowns, 14 picks, 4,600 yards. Yeah, Herbert was a little bit better. And 70% completion percentage, Herbert's at 66. Herbert was better with definitely a better line for sure. Yeah. Significantly worse weapons. Okay, and I mean they weren't the, bums, the, the drop. They're not bums, but T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase. The drop off, the drop off from Herbert's weapons to, um, the drop off from Burrow's weapons to Herbert's weapons is much less significant than the drop off Herbert would have from his offensive line to Burrow's offensive line. I agree well, with that statement. Got, now he's got probably. I agree with that statement. Line. Even though Herbert's shown he can do it without a yeah. good offensive line, his rookie year he mm-hmm. showed he it. He's amazing. Listen, but, I, I had like Burrow. I don't remember my top ten, but they were in like between like two spots of each other. Yeah, Herbert yeah, ninety seven. I'd Burrow 10. You're right. Herbert, 97 passer rating. Burrow, 108. What was that? Herbert had a 97 passer rating. Burrow had a 108 this past year. No, that's I'm just saying because, you know, one guy goes over because of winning, but Burrow... Like I said, winning winning is part of the equation. I don't know why Burrow doesn't get the benefit of the doubt in these conversations. What do you mean he he does? He definitely does. That's all he gets. No, he doesn't. I'm a clown for having him 10. I'm not even going to cut. That's that's way too low? I'm funny as hell for that. I had Burrow 9. Love my agenda. Let me see this. Where, where I just it? hope so this guy gets a chance, man. This Ooh. guy's Jordan Love. Oh, oh my I God. just hope he gets a chance to make his Jordan, mark in the Jordan, league. Jordan, you're lucky that this guy's on the show because I promise you, you wouldn't have a topic today. Yeah, at Herbert Five, Burrow Jordan Love. That's bad. Now, AJ Dillon at OTAs said that Jordan Love, he's got his swagger back. That's what he said about Jordan Love. Now, Jordan Love, he, he hasn't gotten an opportunity to start full-time because Aaron Rodgers is there in Green Bay. Now, they extended Rodgers. Love is in year three. Is he ever going to get a chance to play? Well, I look at it like this. Rodgers sat three years behind Brett Favre before he got his opportunity. Now, Jordan Love's now going into year three. Now, the difference is Rodgers is coming off back-to-back MVPs. This was unexpected of them, given at the time Rodgers was seemingly dropping off. Wasn't the Rodgers that we had been accustomed to for however many years in a row. But instead, they draft Jordan Love. Now Rodgers is now back-to-back, and he's put him in a situation where you don't need Jordan Love. And now you've wasted that pick to a degree. Do I think he'll get his opportunity once Rodgers is done with football? And... You can't rush Jordan Love back in or into this lineup, especially when Rodgers is coming off back-to-back MVPs. You, you simply cannot do it because then the franchise looks bad. And then if Jordan Love's not who the, the Packers were thinking that he is, now you not only folded with drafting Jordan Love in the first round, but then you didn't add depth to the wide receiver position for Aaron Rodgers to potentially succeed and, and bring home a Super Bowl. I think he will have his time, but it's not in the near future. Well, maybe, I can't say not in the near future because... We didn't speak about it, but Rodgers was actually just asked the question of, you know, how, how much longer is is that time coming? And he said that he can see his time coming up relatively soon. So maybe it's not the end of the next year. Maybe it's the following year. But 
that window for Rogers' career is closing maybe sooner than we're expecting. So maybe Love has this chance next season or the following season, excuse me. And, and who really knows other than than Aaron Rodgers? But I think he has his chance with the Packers for sure. But it's not next season for sure. He gets a chance for one reason. Teams are desperate for quarterbacks. Okay. They always are. They will be, especially as a quarterback-driven league, more now than ever. Don't regret what you're about to say. Man. Sam Darnold got a second chance. It's true. Marcus Mariota is getting a chance. We saw Jameis Winston get another chance Mitch after, after sitting for your Mitch Trubisky. I mean, we have seen some, no disrespect, some very underwhelming quarterbacks come out and get second chances, sometimes third chances. Drew Locke. Drew Locke, another one. So Jordan Love will eventually get the chance because Jordan Love's a mystery right now. Right, he played one regular season game and he played a half against Detroit week 18 this past season when Rodgers, you know, they were locked in for the one seed or whatever. So he will get a chance. But what does he look like when he starts? Because his very limited action in preseason he does have like a 68% completion percentage, like a 1 to 2 touchdown interception ratio, something that's kind of whatever, it's preseason who really cares. The one game against the Chiefs is last year. Remember, I remember being at this table talking about this is Jordan Love's best chance because he was going against that, a struggling correct. Chiefs defense at Elite the time. Team. Elite defense. No, no, no. no. I no. Turned, no. What's crazy? What's hilarious is that that was actually the game they that the Chiefs it figured it out. Yes. No, yeah, I know. That was the that game. That game. It took they, Jordan Love coming out to the They were field. terrible. That's they were right. terrible going into week nine whenever it was the they Chiefs played. But then the Chiefs pulled themselves out. Oh, okay, but going in, they were legitimately like a bottom One of the worst. two defenses the worst. in the league. Jordan Love but went out there. they should have never been that. Jordan Love went out there. Well, it, they, we had an eight-game sample size, and they were terrible for eight games regardless. 19 for 34, 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That was his stat line. First-round pick. The guy who's supposed to replace Aaron Rodgers. Now, Not maybe just anyone, down the line. One of the best of all time. Maybe like, down on. the line, Jordan Love turns into something. But it's hard for me to believe that, listen, Aaron Rodgers is all-timer, one of the best quarterbacks, first battle Hall of Famer, most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen in our life. But it's hard for me to believe that a team like the Packers are going to deal with Aaron Rodgers' nonsense for really two-plus seasons now where he has all this drama going on. He asked for a trade like on draft day, uh, you know, last draft in, in 2021. Take me back. He has all of these interviews with Pat McAfee, the, the COVID stuff, the vaccination status, all this nonsense that goes around with Aaron Rodgers. And some of it you put up with because it's Aaron Rodgers. But if you had something special behind him, if you know Jordan Love... The Chiefs had no problem getting rid of Alex Smith. A different situation, I understand that. But if you had something special like Mahomes, like they saw every day in practice, I think the Packers, they could get they could have got three first-round picks pretty easily for Aaron Rodgers. With no doubt in my mind, they could have got three first-round picks, opened up cap room, Tay wanted to leave regardless, but maybe they could have went out and traded for a Tyree Kill or one of these other guys, and A.J. Brown, who ended up gets who ended up getting moved this offseason. They could have done that if they had something special in Jordan Love. We don't hear anything. We've been in, this is going on our third year of Jordan Love, no practice reports. No, he's killing stuff at OTAs. He has his swagger back now, so maybe that means something. He'll get a chance, but at this point in his career, it's hard for me to think that year four he's going to come and break out into the scene. This is disappointing. Usually people with glasses analyze things much further than this. But that's not the case here. The fact that you're down on Jordan Love makes me not love your position. <laughs> before you now, go on, before you go on, give me one reason. Why I should be high on Jordan Love in 2022? Why I should be high on Jordan Love? I wait. The maturity this young man shows forth and puts out every single interview, whenever he's asked about things, shows me he's a leader. I think Jordan Love is a guy that 
he's handled this situation as 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 great as anybody can handle it. He hasn't gotten uneasy. He's just been a student. He wants to play, but he understands one of the best, one of the greats is currently in front of him, so he won't get that opportunity. He's even said it's disappointing for sure because he wants to be the guy. But Aaron has earned that right, and he's 100% right. Talking about Mahomes, it was easier to move on from an Alex Smith who constantly lost whenever you got to the playoffs, the wild card. He constantly lost the wild card. It's not like easy. Aaron Rodgers. Not like Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, when's the last time he went to the Super Bowl? He's been to, before before this past season, he was, he was in... He was in back-to-back NFC Championship games. I'm, into a Super I'm not Bowl. mistaken. He, I mean, he loses. I mean, but still, like they just got embarrassed by the Niners. It's Rodgers, so I'm, let's let's not I'm even not talk. comparing him to Alex Smith. I'm just saying we're not going to sit and pretend like Aaron it's Rodgers a huge goes to multiple no, but Super it's Bowls a huge it's a huge difference, it and is. we know that Rodgers elevates that team. And without Rodgers, they're probably not even making a sniff in the playoffs. They're probably they have, uh, they have a good defense. I was going to say top. They're not sniffing the playoffs. No, they so, have a, you could say they have a potential top five defense. No, no I was going to say top five pick. Oh, 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 so hold oh, your you know horses. Why. That being said, I think Jordan Love has showed a lot of maturity throughout this entire process and not getting impatient and just waiting his turn. While you were giving your entire monologue about why you think Jordan Love ultimately won't pan out, because that's basically what you did, all I could picture was somebody putting in a VHS tape, rewinding this clock back to 2008. You sitting at this table and saying... <laughs> It's been three years for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brett Favre, one of the better quarterbacks to ever play all time. You just got to move off Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be the number one pick overall, though. He went to so, the 20s. I just, no, just want to get this. I want to make sure I'm Jordan getting this Love right. Was, he could have been a top 10 pick. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Jordan Love's comp is Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying his comp is Aaron Rodgers, but I'm saying we're giving up on a quarterback that we haven't seen much of. Don't you think there's just a reason? Just off the sole fact we haven't seen much of. The, the reason we haven't seen much of him is because Aaron Rodgers That's is playing over him. That's the reason. That's why he's playing He's playing over him. But Jordan Love, to me, in his first two starts against KC and the Lions at, at the line, in the Lions at the end of the season, did he show all-world great? He didn't show that. Trey Lance showed a lot more in his two starts than Trey. He's also playing in a much simpler offense. It's what? It's Shanahan LaFleur. They're but there's different the play guy. calling. I know, it's different but play it's calling. the same scheme. It's the same offense. It's all... Trickle but it's not the same play caller. Play calling matters. Okay. Play I mean, calling it's, matters it's the same a ton. offense. I don't know what play what calling ma- matters a ton. It's the same offense. So there were in the KC game, there were multiple times where the play design wasn't right. Where if he would have a running back coming off a flat off a of play action and he wouldn't be there, Jordan Love he had defenders in his face the entire game. He wasn't able Walking to really to step NFL. into throws. No, I'm just saying. I mean, there's one thing. One thing about making throws in front of guys, there's another thing about having free rushes in your face and you not having the time to step into throws. That happened to Jordan Love. Against so, the Scott pa- forbid I say that about two of them, right? Patrick Mahomes, week 17, when he got Good his point. chance to start his rookie year, he didn't look Hall of Fame exceptional, all-time great either. I'm just saying, these things take time. But it doesn't take Patrick Mahomes three years to become the starter. That's it's because be Aaron Rodgers wasn't over him, wasn't wasn't pl- starting over him. Because you, you see special... At practice every single day with Patrick Mahomes, and you could AJ Dillon just said he got a swagger back. That that is not that's not special. That doesn't mean that's he's telling doing anything. me he did something. I'm just saying, <laughs> what do you do? We all got to ride for someone mediocre, right? I'm just saying, Jordan Love. I mean, yeah, you do it with two all the time. But I mean, like at least two are starting. At least Jalen Hurts starts. Like, I f- Jordan Love, my mediocre guy's Daniel Jones. By the way, I wasn't talking about Tua. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think Jalen Hurts is mediocre. According to everybody else, it's Tua. Everyone else is wrong. Okay. I mean, we're going to see. Season, season is not far so, away. Okay. What's, um, so give me the two to three year plan for Jordan Love. He has a $150 million extension. I believe, I don't know if it's after every year, but definitely after 2024, Rodgers could get up, get out. Listen, if Jordan Love does not get a chance, is it's evident evident that he won't play next year or start um, in 2023, he'll get traded. Yeah, because this is year three. Next year will be year four. Then you have a fifth-year option that's going to be $25 million you'd have to pick up to be a backup quarterback. Yeah. And that would be, if they trade him, one of the worst draft picks ever. You're saying their cap space is already in shambles. Yeah. One of the worst draft picks ever because you took a first-round pick and you didn't even see him play. Like, it's one thing if a guy busts and you know it's like, all right, we missed. But, like, you didn't even see him play. It's just a mystery. Who knows what would happen. Unless, what what do you get for Jordan Love now? A third-round pick at absolute best? Fourth-rounder. Yeah. It's probably a fourth-round pick. Green Bay folded. Like a cheap suit. Yeah. Maybe if they got a receiver. Did they, they fold or they, do they just need to give him the opportunity? Yeah, no. Get here. Rodgers out of here. Yeah. Right, that's what you're we'll saying. Give, we'll give Rogers 150 mil. <laughs> like, and tell it, it, the I'm not like I've, I obviously know that's not what you're saying, but that's really what it comes down to. Like, do we do we want the Packers to try and vindicate this selection by getting rid of Rogers? No, we're going to clown them even more. You keep Rogers because it's the sound thing to do. You need to accept as a franchise. We made one of the worst picks in our in our history they of our franchise, up for him, didn't they? I believe so. They did. Yeah. I mean, if Jordan Love, if Jordan Love does start, he's the second best quarterback in that division by default. What? No. It's Kirk Cousins' Love, then it's Fields and Golf. He's the worst one. No, he's not. Jordan Love hasn't shown us anything, bro. What? I think he'll be the second best out of, out of that group. No, Who is the second best right one. now? Do you take Goff or, or Fields? I mean, numbers wise. Probably, Probably got off of last uh-huh. year, but like I'd We're rather Fields. I agree. Oh, yeah, give me Fields. Yeah, then. exactly. God forbid they gave him some help. It's tragic. It's it's tragic as hell. Man, I don't know why Bears fans like hate me, bro. They should love you. Like I love Justin Fields. Like I I want him to succeed and be good. And Bears fans hate me because I shit on their team. Like, bro, you're like one of the only people that I see support Justin Fields. And I I get dumbfounded because I have Bears fans in my mentions talking to me about. Velas Jones and Equinemius St. Brown and I'm in this offensive line. I'm like, bro, they're like, oh, you gotta look at the secondary. Look how bad our secondary was last year. I'm like, that's true. Your secondary is gonna be terrible, but at least like give your franchise quarterback who you spent two first round picks for to trade up, like give him some weapons. It all starts well, Ryan with Pace and Matt Nagy who are not there no more. No, I know. Yeah, they they're the ones who put this team together, but you you had this offseason to put pieces. No, I'm even, saying they're the ones who traded up for Justin. No, I agree, but. Whoever they hire as a GM and coach, like I'm assuming they went in this talk, like, do you think Justin Fields could be the guy? Like, I'm assuming they're saying yes. Like, I don't think the ownership is saying we're gonna give up on him already after spending two first round picks to move up. Now, last week we did a would you rather from Michael Thomas, and that did really well. One point one million views on TikTok, I think. I'm not gonna lie, that was the first time I went back, looked at a TikTok, and I was like, yo. (laughs) In the moment, like I wasn't even trying to be controversial or nothing, but no, I no, saw we're not right talking away about the first the second one was DJ Morris and no conversation. I was like, oh my god, that was kind of crazy. Bro, that was hilarious. <laughs> so we're gonna do a, a, a player who's similar, who's coming off of injuries, but when he was at his best, he was one of the best. Now, this is would you rather Saquon Barkley addition? I know this one's gonna get me angry. I know it already. 
David Montgomery. Such a good name already to start. That is a great name. Saquon stays healthy. It's a lock. I'll take Saquon. I'm taking Saquon also. Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Ezekiel. Melvin Gordon. Saquon Saquon. Barkley. Austin Eckler. Eckler. Austin Eckler. Josh Jacobs. Saquon Barkley. Jacobs. Leonard Fournette. I don't feel great about that. Uh, Saquon. Rashad Penny. Saquon. Saquon. Penny's not going to play. That's easily for you guys? Penny's not going to play. You're a big Penny guy. I understand. No, Rashad Penny last year went on a stretch where he looked better than Saquon's looked in the past two years. You know what Seattle did? They said, we're going to take a running back in the second round. Because of Penny's injuries, but... He Penny averaged 189 yards per rushing per game. He was really good. He was really good. I'm not knocking him. And Seahawks offensive line is not good. I, I want you to say this name. Go ahead though. But I have, I have one name that I definitely want you to say. Kareem Hunt. Saquon. Saquon's going to put up better numbers, but I'd rather have Kareem Hunt. AJ Dillon. Again, Saquon's going to put up better numbers. I'll take Saquon over AJ Dillon. I'll take Saquon. AJ Dillon. You love AJ Dillon. He's better no, than Saquon. I, he's not better than him. Is is this name on your list? Oh no, I didn't. I, he's not. You want me to say him? him? Yeah. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. I get it. I understand. Oh, man, it's just I'd so rather disapp- Brees Hall than Saquon. It's so disappointing to me, man. That Saquon. I'm actually disappointed. Who you both said Zeke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I not mistaken? What makes Saquon better than Melvin Gordon right now? He's more explosive. Saquon's more explosive than Gordon right it's now? Close. Yes. I don't know. I, Listen, have, I think Saquon's going to have his best year out of these last two seasons this next year. He should. Improve offensive line, better his coaching rush, staff. His rush offensive line is some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. They upgraded, though. For sure, which yeah. is why I'm more optimistic. I, I'm I'm still believing in Saquon. And you I said say Saquon this, for Josh Jacobs? Yeah, I did. I said Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, who has a very terrible run-blocking offensive line. Yeah, they're all, Colton Miller's really the only good, the only standout O-lineman. He's a touchdown machine. Saquon, since his injury, he's averaged 2.7 yards per carry. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, That's why I think Rashad Penny clears. He doesn't clear. Right now, if both healthy, Rashad Penny clears. Saquon. Both healthy? That's my thing. If both are healthy, no. No, I, w- I want to pull up your list again, Joel. I want to I want to throw a couple other names that maybe we missed. I'm giving Saquon. This is my last year believing in Saquon. This is it, and I say this every season. But this is really it because they the Giants have actually done something to put him in a position to have success. If he stays healthy, he will be very good. Ramondre Stevenson, you're a bastard. Ramondre Stevenson, easily. You had him significantly lower than him. Can you stay was, consistent? That doesn't mean 30, 30, I don't think he's better than him. He's not better. He's just a RB2 in the Patriots offense. Not better than he is. I'm going Saquon. DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift. Can you show some respect? DeAndre Swift. <laughs> DeAndre Swift. <laughs> oh, my God. I... Yo, and DeAndre Swift actually looks mad good coming into the season. Yeah, he's bulky. Yo, he's huge. He's bulky. Damn, you might have me there. Swift? Yeah, I might go Swift. <laughs> so J- you did all that to go Swift. That's Dobbins. why I'm mad. J.K. Dobbins? Um, 
clear. JK clears. God. Put Saquon with the Ravens rush offense. He's Jim Brown of our generation. I'm going JK. You know who else clears? Tony Pollard. He doesn't. He clears too. He doesn't. Tony Pollard clears Saquon. James Conner. Saquon. That's easy. I know. He's a James Conner. What about Javante Williams? Oh. Javante. Easy. What about Najee? Najee. Najee. What about James Robinson? Saquon. ETN? Saquon. Antonio Gibson? Saquon. Damian Harris? Situation's killing him, man. Get him out of New York. Get him out of New York. Oh, my God. I, I Like, my stomach is making me sick at the thought of Damian potentially Harris. saying Damian Harris, but because I think it's Damian Cam Harris. Makers. Saquon, stop it. Stop it. Stop. Just throwing it out there. He's mid. Kenneth Walker. Saquon. Devontae Booker. <laughs> James Cook. You're a bastard. I know your guys. You are a bastard. Devontae Booker was actually better than Saquon. He was. He was. Because you want to know why? Devontae Booker does this and goes. Saquon is actually looking, and that's his mistake. He shouldn't look. He should just run. Because he's looking, trying to make a big play happen. That's such an odd take. It, but it's so true. It's crazy <laughs> to me. said don't look. Bro, this is the... Uh, this is actually pretty crazy. So look at this. Devontae is better than him. He's been better. I was going to say no, So look at So look at this. In 2021, Saquon had 593 yards... On 162 carries, two touchdowns. Devontae Booker had 593 yards on 145 carries and two touchdowns. He had four point. He had he averaged 4.1 yards per carry. Saquon 3.7 yards per carry. Not gonna lie, Devontae Booker, he literally did this. And down, Booker had five more, yards minimum. Booker had five more receiving yards than Saquon as well. One less receiving touchdown. What do you make of that? It doesn't make me feel good. But I un- I watched a lot of Giants games because obviously I've, I I care about how Saquon does and I understand that Devontae Booker puts his head down and runs. Saquon is trying to make a big play happen every single time and it's not to his benefit sometimes. Majority of the times, apparently. That's how he's always been though since his rookie year. But it worked. He's rookie a home season, run hitter. Sophomore season, it worked. But he, Saquon's a home run hitter. I agree, which is why I'm not mad at his style of running. He needs t- he needs. Proper blocking. He will be fine. And the, the Giants have done things to benefit him with the offensive line, which is why this is my last season with Saquon. I this promise you, Lord. I promise. This is it. James Cook, I'm not taking him yet. You shouldn't. No, my question to you, though, is that how can you say Zeke over Saquon but not Pollard? Right I like now. Zeke more. But Pollard is better than Zeke. He's not. No, he is better than He's Zeke. He's not. I, I don't know how you can watch the Cowboys the past two years and be no, like, last yeah, season. Zeke is better than Pollard. No, Pollard has been better for a while. Last, se- been last season, while. it was it was evident. Last season, Zeke was hurt. He was. Nah, he was. You know what sure. it was? You know what it was? Two two seasons ago, when you said Pollard was better than Zeke, it was, oh, you're ridiculous for saying that. Last season, when you said it, people who heard that comment are like, Man, this guy's probably right. This guy knows ball. This guy, yeah, Pollard is better than him. Pollard's good. He's good. I like Saquon. You love Saquon. Let's get on to our AFC North previews and predictions. Let's talk about the Bengals first. Joel, you famously said that the Bengals were flukes 
And that's the question of this topic in the preview. So ironic. Will after the this. Bengals? I can't wait. Will the Bengals prove that last season wasn't a fluke? I don't think. I'll start with you. I don't think I said they were a fluke. You're lying. I You're think lying. They said, brother, I said brother, they got brother. lucky. Uh, listen, I look out for you on the show. I, am I said sorry. they got lucky. Did I, I say they were a fluke? Not only did you say that it was fluky, you also I said, said they got lucky. You also said there's a chance they don't even make the playoffs. There's a world where that happens. You were all right. Which is why I am very excited to hear your your prediction. There's a world where that happens. I don't remember saying fluky. I remember saying lucky, which goes hand in hand. hand but there's a difference. There's a listen. There's a difference. You, you look in the dictionary. They definitely have two different meanings. However, we're intelligent human beings. We are. We understand that they coincide. They're synonyms. Correct. Sure. Correct. But we have this discussion like if a girl is pretty versus a girl hot. There's a difference if there a girl is, is pretty and there she's is. hot. Hey, fair. You know what I'm saying? Fair. There's a difference between being fluky and lucky. Don't ask me what the difference is, but I just, <laughs> I just, I know I said lucky and not fluky because teams. I, okay, I think this is what the difference is. Lucky gets you to the Super Bowl, right? Lucky gets you. You know, they they played the Raiders the first round of average team, maybe a little bit above average. Brother, I'm sorry. The Titans in round two, probably the worst one seed we've seen in a while, and then the Chiefs. All the credit to the Bengals. They were phenomenal. First half, they were terrible. And then they just flip-flop where the Bengals were great. The second half, the Chiefs looked abysmal like they never played football before. And to their credit, they played a good game in the Super Bowl, too. I think the lucky is you get to the Super Bowl. The fluky is like, oh, I don't even think they're going to win a playoff game ever again or whatever. The lucky is a difference between you being semi-confident in what you're saying and fluky is being you you being ultra-confident in what you're saying about the Bengals. Maybe. But I always said lucky. I never said fluky. Because when the Hawks went on the playoff and I said it was a fluke. All right. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a damn. Yeah, good for you. That, that was a good take. Good take. Um, listen, I think the Bengals will be a wild card team competing for a wild card spot. I have them this season going eleven and six. They play some difficult opponents. I wouldn't say difficult. Actually, it's really the the Steelers who have the most difficult schedule. I think out of all of these guys, because really the only out division sure. ones. I mean, Kansas City at Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Like, those are big standouts, right? And I think one of the hardest things while doing this, we'll talk about it later, predicting this, all these teams, is what happens with the Sean Watson because that changes the outlook for basically this entire division. But the Bengals, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think they'll be a wildcard team, so I don't think they're going to come first in this division. They upgraded the offensive line. They have another year of Joe Burrow who, like you've mentioned in the past, it took to that second half of the year once he was fully recovered from that ACL surgery to really show out. Joe Burrow, I had him, he's the top 10 quarterback in the league. They have the weapons with the wide receivers and all those guys. They're not going to be a scrub. They're not going to have a top 15 pick by any means. They'll be a borderline playoff team. They'll probably be, you know, that 6-7 seed. Maybe they get to the 5 seed. We have four teams in the AFC West who we all think can make the playoffs. We have two teams, maybe three, depending on how you think of the Jets in the AFC East. Whatever. We have two wow. teams in the he was giving me a look. Reaching. We have two teams in the AFC East at the very least that we think would be borderline playoff teams. So sure. there, there's a lot of competition to go into this into the AFC in general. So they're not a fluke. They're gonna be a borderline playoff team. They're gonna be competitive. They're gonna win games. Um I have them at eleven and six, finishing second in the division. All right. You you said a lot of things that I agree with. Uh in referring to their upcoming season, you know, the whole fluky thing. You lose me there, respectfully. I, never, I said lucky, not fluky. I apologize. Hundred percent. Lucky. Thank even you. still. I'm sorry, brother. Reaching foul, Joel Dells. Why? Come on, man. The way you were explaining it, the only thing I can think of how lucky is just... You said it best. Lucky is you being semi-confident. No, you guys put fluky into my mouth. I never said that. That's what I'm saying, which is what I'm saying. What what he's saying is facts. You saying lucky is that mm, it could be true. It, It could be... 
the fluky is like no way it's not happening. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say there's no way they don't have it. I don't Joe know. Burrow, you Jamar said Jay that they Stevens. wouldn't make the playoffs. That was. I'm not, just glad you're giving Joe Burrow respect. I've always now, given Joe Drew, Burrow respect. You want to give your prediction for sure. For sure. You're, you're such an internet head, bro. <laughs> you, you can't. You can't be a lord on a guy without thinking he's terrible. Now that's that's. That's pretty true because we have him even no, still locked no, no, no. in top not, not, 10. Not even that. It's because the guy you have over him or some guys you have over him, I vehemently disagree with. You had him. You had this one guy over him forever until he went to the Super Bowl. No, I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. I'm not talking about Herbert. I'm sorry, bro. Why is that a conversation? Seven on seven clip from a June playoff. No, no, I'm just saying there's no way if you're taking stats and winning into consideration, Watson is over Burrow. This doesn't happen. And on top of that, Burrow's a leader. Yes. And Deshaun, Deshaun's not, off the field. It's unfortunate what's going a on. A leader for doesn't sure. do that. I agree. Not not wrong at all. Um, a legend. Correct. Correct. Listen, let the let the law handle it. Let it go that way. Um, we're going to say this for the Bengals. They made a lot of improvements. And the improvements that mattered the most was fixing that offensive line that was among the worst. I, I believe it was the second worst offensive line behind Miami. Uh, in front of Miami, I guess I should say. Um and they went and they, they brought in Ted Karras. They went and they brought in Alex Kappa. They went and they brought in Lyle Collins. Pair that with Jonah Williams. It's a solid offensive line now. Oh, they they're sure. actually should go out there and be confident that these guys up front can protect Joe Burrow, give him some time to, to see Jamar Chase downfield, which could have been the difference between them winning the Super Bowl and them losing the Super Bowl. T. Higgins down the field. Tyler Boyd could get a little bit more action now. Joe Mixon out of the passing at, at, in the in the passing areas of the field. I have them also going eleven and six, but it's going to get interesting when we hear my other rankings because I'm going to need help with with uh, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But real, sorry, real quick before we move on, if you could pull up your AFC West predictions, okay, and their records, okay, because I'm curious as to see. I would like to you know do this exercise just to see how this landscape ends up. Okay, so I have the Broncos thirteen and four. I have the Chargers twelve and five. I have the Raiders eleven and six. I have the Chiefs nine and eight. Okay, so those are. One for sure over them in the wild card. One tiebreaker. We'll see what happens. No, I. It's too clean. The Broncos. Well, they win Chargers. The correct. No, Broncos and Chargers. The, the, they're going to have a better record than I have the Bengals. I know, but having. I'm saying what wild card teams are going to be in contention. With I understand what you're saying. And then and then Raiders also is uh, yeah. a conversation. Because I had the Chargers, Broncos both at 12 and five, so that's one. KC at 11 and six, and Las Vegas right there at 10 and seven. No, it's, that's, it's that's definitely going to be fun. Like, but they could crazy, win the division. But, but they could win crazy. the division. The uh, the the Bengals, yeah. Yes. So I have them going. I have them going eleven and six. Look, you messed me up. Now I can't find my my rankings. So I have them. I have them losing to Baltimore at Baltimore. I have them losing to New Orleans in New Orleans. I have them losing to to Cleveland in Cleveland. Week eight. Correct. Um, it's a division game. Baker is playing in, in Cleveland. So maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe who knows? I don't know. Um, I have them losing to Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. I have them losing to Kansas City. I have them losing to Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. And those are my only L's. So I have them going 11-6. and six. Now the Cincinnati Bengals, not only are they not flukes, they didn't get lucky. Maybe something's went their way. Which is luck. That happens to every single team. And that's why every I didn't think, I didn't think my take was luck. crazy. That's why I didn't think my take was every crazy. Every single team. If you make the Super Bowl, you got lucky. But the Bengals are for not real. Necessarily true. It is. Did, were the Rams lucky? They have things so they way. They stayed incredibly healthy. Matthew Stafford threw a pick to Jacuzzi Target. He, he dropped, dropped it. it. That's Facts. not lucky. That's on him. That's so on that's something being go, mid. That's something going your way though. Tom Brady scored three points in one half. Doesn't do you that very fair. often. That's fair. So that I so, wait so so because so I'm apologizing. So okay. go, keep going on. Just go on. Oh, okay. 
Because your logic for the Bengals being lucky is that Ryan Tannehill throwing an interception. I was I was saying like they just didn't play that many great teams until the Chiefs. Okay. Now they almost lost to the Raiders. Not only Raiders are the Bengals going to be back next so year. Game against the Titans. I'm not sure if they're going to be back in the Super Bowl, but they are going to be an elite team. They are going to win the division for sure, without a doubt. Oof. And it's because they got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in football. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the AFC North over Lamar Jackson, over Deshaun Watson, if he even plays, and over anybody in Pittsburgh. Now, three of the last five Super Bowl losers have gone and under and have gone and they've had an under on their over under projected win totals. The Chiefs, 49ers, and Rams. But the Bengals are the first team to have this low of win projection total since the 2016 Falcons when they had nine and a half. Damn. And that Falcons team hit the over. Sorry, what was this, the Bengals number? It's nine and a half. Wow. Yeah. So the Bengals low. are hitting their over they for are. sure. They are. And people that didn't watch what the Bengals were brewing are often surprised about not only the emergence of the team, but the emergence of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a quarterback that, as a rookie, went 2-7-1. Two seven, two, seven and one. Doesn't sound great. Four of those losses by one score. He also tied as a rookie as well. Sounds like Herbert. Joe Burrow was lifting up a pissed poor Bengals team before he got injured against Washington. He comes into this next season. He comes back earlier than expected. He's not even himself until the midway point of the season, a little bit after, and has a season for the ages. I mean, Joe Burrow last year, only only quarterback behind Tom Brady to use, to use, um, to not use play, to not be in play action plays. He had five and seven attempts which means that he's not somebody who's in play action a lot, which is for young quarterbacks, the two easiest things for young quarterbacks in offenses, play action and and pre-snap motion. Joe Burrow, second in touchdowns on plays without pre-snap motion, 112.3 passer rating. Joe Burrow is one of those guys that your entire offensive staff can take the training wheels off because he can handle anything coming his way. No play action, no pre-snap motion, doesn't matter. I know where I'm going with the ball. And now he has time. Like This was the 31st ranked offensive line in football last year. You bring in Alex Kappa, you bring in Ted Carrs, you bring in Lyle Collins, Jonah Williams is getting better. C.J. Uzama is a huge loss because of his leadership. But Hayden Hurst, as a starter in 2020, put up 500 yards receiving. He can replace C.J. Uzama's impact in my opinion, that's not even a question. The Bengals are winning this division. I think they're going 11 and six. They could even be better though. You know, some of these games that are toss ups, they could win. I have, I have been winning the first four games. So I think they're going four and no against Pittsburgh, Dallas, the jets and Miami. Correct. They lose their first one at Baltimore. Correct. Joe Burrow back in Louisiana versus saints. Oh, they're winning that one. That's a tough game for me. I that's the one that it can make or break the division, truthfully, but it's tough to go into that environment. They're five and one. I have them beating Atlanta, six and one, losing to Cleveland at Cleveland, yep. six and two, Carolina, beating them seven and two. 
I have them sweeping Pittsburgh, but for this sake, winning this game, eight and two. Tennessee, nine and two. I think they lose to KC, nine and three. They beat Cleveland, ten and three. They lose to Tampa Bay, ten and four. They beat New England, um, eleven and four. They lose to Buffalo, eleven and five, and they beat Baltimore, week eighteen. So I think they can go eleven and six or twelve and five. It's either. Or. I'm fine with that. I'm fine it's with that record. Or. I yep. think the, the only team they sweep in a division is Pittsburgh. Like, I agree. In my opinion. I think they sweep Pittsburgh too. I'm gonna I, give. I I'm gonna the, give Pittsburgh that respect. Give Mike Tomlin his respect as I well think that he could get one. I think the Cleveland games get get uh, flipped. I think they. Uh, I think they win week eight, even though it's in Cleveland. I don't think Deshaun plays, and I think they beat them week fourteen. Well, if, at Cincy, I don't know about that. At Cincy, Deshaun, baby, Deshaun's not. If he plays, we we got look. I like Deshaun a lot. I think he's a really great quarterback. But I heard something from Chris Sims today that made a lot of sense. Uh, we shouldn't expect Deshaun to all of a sudden be great as soon as you he comes all back. All of a sudden, he is great. I mean, to be back and play at the level he was playing at before he I have no stopped playing. I have none. It's, like, it's been a year. I, my, Michael Vick did not play for over three years. He wasn't the same though. He was in number, Philly. He number was two amazing. MVP candidate in Philly. He was amazing. He lost to Tom Brady. That was it. I don't know. He didn't play right King, away. I'm being serious. He didn't I'm play right serious. away because like, of McNabb. He, he, correct. But like, eventually, when he came in, he was insane. I'm just saying it's more than po- It's like he missed a season of an injury, except he wasn't hurt. He was actually having time to practice and still throw and still work out. I understand. Philly also logic. had the weapons to help out Vic, though. There's no Deshaun, Deshaun. Jackson on this team. Amari Cooper is Amari not. Cooper and the best running back Deshaun. tandem in the league. But he's not Deshaun Jackson, line. though. Amari Cooper's voice. not that Deshaun Jackson. No, not that. No, they have and Jeremy Macklin either. There's we, no. We Jeremy agree. Macklin. They have the best running back duo in the league, backfield, whatever. Great offensive line. Amari Cooper. But is he also good. didn't have that in Houston once. De- once DeAndre left, it was Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. Cooks yeah. Brandon Cooks and Amari is a debate. Sol- no, it's not. Brandon Cooks is more Cooper consistent is. in the long run. Like it, comparing. Um, excuse me, comparing careers, I, I understand what you're saying. But right now, at this point in time, personally... I think you can count on Brandon Cooks to play all 17 games. Abari doesn't miss a ton of games. I he know, but I, it feels like he disappears. No, I agree. He disappears. He does, for sure. I'm saying it's it's close. It's but with not Deshaun, like he's not going to disappear. Especially because it's okay. David Bell, Deshaun, Jones Deshaun is... Him. Dude, Deshaun's a different level. I'm actually higher on David Njoku having a big time year than that Amari. contract was insane. Yep, fifty but million on, for David. On to the next he's a great team. blocker. <laughs> I mean, listen, I know, it's but, nuts. but he's, a, he's an amazing blocker. On to the next team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, are, are the Steelers? This is the team that Big Ben retired, but that's probably a, a good thing because he wasn't good last year. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year. But is this the season that Mike Tomlin is going to have his first losing season? As a head coach, that's been that one thing on his resume. He's always he always finds a way to be five hundred or above it. But this is probably the least talented team he's had in a while yeah. since the Mason Rudolph led Steelers, which they still managed to go five hundred. Yeah. So because of that, do you think this is the first losing season he has as a head coach? I'm really struggling with this one because my notes I have until I see it, I can't believe it. Right. Until it happens, I don't think that it can happen, truthfully, because of how great Mike Tomlin has been throughout his entirety of his career, a top five coach in the National Football League. He is the epitome of consistency. 
you guys mentioned it. Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, somehow, someway managed to get this ro- that roster to 500. Incredible how he could do that. But it also relied on the defense being absolutely all world. That front seven was great. Even still, this front seven is really good. And there's some great offensive players. No, for sure. Oh, no, no doubt about that. But it's looking at the schedule, it's going to be insanely difficult. And and I'm looking at also that their secondary is is not that great. Minka Fitzpatrick's the only name that you look at in that secondary and you give any type of respect to. Other than that, it's a bunch of hogwash, truthfully. Um, but you have to respect TJ Watt and his impact on the game. And ultimately that front seven is going to take some, some heat off of the secondary, but even still, it's not going to be enough. This one's tough for me because I really tried as hard as I could to get them to nine and eight. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get there. So unfortunately, everything that I just said, throw it away because this schedule really is, is just nuts. I have them, I have them losing to Cincinnati I have them losing to New England. I have them losing to Buffalo at Buffalo. I have them losing to Tampa Bay in in the Steel City. I have them losing to Miami. I have them losing to Philadelphia. I have them losing to Indianapolis. I have them losing to Las Vegas. I have them losing to Baltimore. I have them with an 8-9 record. One thing, I love our fans. I love everything. You know, they're always showing support and everything. Absolutely. But the one thing I do have to say that just pisses me off every once in a while... <laughs> I don't know if they don't listen to us and just listen to the record, but it was the Patriots video. We went through the Patriots schedule, how absolutely brutal it was. And the comments, all it says was, it's the Patriots. They're going to find a way to get it done and make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. It's not happening with New England, and it's not happening with Pittsburgh. These organizations have been so good for especially the ages we are and our viewers mostly. They've been good our entire lives. So we just have this thought that, it doesn't it matter what the happen. schedule is. It doesn't matter what the quarterback. Like they'll find a way because it's Belichick and, and Mike Tomlin. Please, Steelers fans and Patriots fans, if you listen to this, go look at your team schedule and find me the nine, ten wins that you think these guys are going to get. Because this division, or not even this division, the Steelers schedule. First of all, the division's tough. Bengals twice, Ravens twice, Cleveland twice. I don't. We'll see what happens with Deshaun. That's going to be hard. Then your out-of-division matchups at Buffalo versus Tampa, at Miami, at Philly versus New Orleans, at Indy versus Vegas. These are all playoff teams, right? The They gave them this, uh, the NFL gave them no breaks in this schedule. And you mentioned their secondaries questionable outside of Minka, Cam Sutton, and Levi Wallace. There's nothing special there. Their front seven, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward is really great, good. but just lost to Fontua, retired at 29 True. years old. Athletic linebackers with Miles Jack and, and Devin Bush, but they've been disappointing first round draft That's picks. That's potential. Right? They, that or, or, uh, going on potential. Miles was second round. Yep. Um, and it's hard for me. Like one of the exercises I do, especially when I'm like, oh, this could go 50 <laughs> 50, which team has the better quarterback in these matchups? There's two games on the schedule that the Steelers have a better quarterback in. I think it's the Atlanta game and the Carolina game. Outside of that, they have the worst quarterback in every single matchup. I think Cincinnati sweeps them. I think Baltimore could very easily sweep them. Cleveland is the one I give them the W2 week three. There's probably not going to be into Sean. I think they could beat Jacoby Brissett. I have them going seven and 10. You know, I, they're going to be a competitive team. They overall have a pretty solid roster. Um, I don't know how soon Kenny Pickett starts. I really don't think it matters too much if it's Kenny Pickett or uh, Mitch Trubisky unless Pickett just lights the world I'm on fire. I'm looking forward to Mitch, believe it or not. As weird as that, that sound, about? I think he starts week one. Okay. Yeah, I have him going seven and ten. I think uh, I think they'll be last in the division. It's a tough road, man. I mean, you got at Cincinnati week one. It's a tough start. Then 
New England at Cleveland. I think the Jets beat them. But then after the Jets at Buffalo versus Tampa at Miami at Philly to go into the bye. It's it's a tough schedule for Steelers fans. But um, I have them four losses in a row after the Jets. I have them five. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. After the Jets facts. I have them a five game losing streak after that. I will admit. Looking at the Patriots schedule and where I had them finishing, I think it was six and 11. That's something I might regret because Patriots fans have a point. They got better, at least offensively from last year, just by adding Devontae Parker. Oh my God. They did get better. And defensively, which we were, you were so adamant about? Defensively is where I have my biggest question marks. Like, can we, real quick, quick exercise. If the Patriots were a five out of 10 offense last year, they got Devontae Parker. What's their offense? They had a top 10 offense last year. I'm just saying, like, if they were a five out of 10 offense, just this hypothetical 5.5. I think they're still a top 15 offense, though. Like, they're top the thing, offense the they're thing about attack. it, you look at not only that, but it's like the Patriots have the pieces in place offensively, great offensive line, running back tandem, tight end tandem. The receivers aren't all worldly, but they can get the job done. But the biggest factor in the Patriots, ultimately, me, I'm, I might be wrong about them, is that I think Mac Jones is a pretty damn good quarterback. I don't think Mac Jones is just average. I think Mac Jones has the potential to be great. I, I'm a very, very big fan of Mac Jones. And I've been a big fan since he was drafted. When he was drafted, I, I even said I wouldn't pay Dak Prescott and I'll take Mac Jones 10th overall and he'd be my quarterback if I was Dallas. Obviously didn't, but that's how obviously that didn't happen, but that's how high I am on Mac Jones. And we know in this league. As long as you have the quarterback position figured out, you can win those games. Just put just so put everything else into That's line. the reason why I I might be wrong about the Patriots because I know how good Mac Jones is. And he might be somebody that proves me wrong. I another addition we didn't speak about was Tyquan Thornton. They picked him fiftieth overall. He had one of the fastest forty times, I believe, the fastest but that, forty times. I, I don't think he's gonna be a good receiver, personally. I don't disagree. I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna be good. I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be bad. Just for the fact that he has that blazing At least speed. They have and a deep threat. Exactly my point. Maybe we start to see Mac Jones let it fly downfield. He was very accurate letting yeah. the ball go. So I, maybe I that's also, something to look out for. I also think for. Mac Jones is really good. It's just the pieces around him are just I mean they Those were same a top pieces scoring. were a top ten offense last year. I get it, man. I hundred percent get it. They had a couple games they scored fifty, which really kind of sparked that up, you know. Um one of them was against the Jets, unfortunately. And a couple games they had like forty seven. You know, like it's gonna even out regardless because yeah. they had a couple games where they stunk too, where they put up 10, 14 points. I mean, I know what you mean, but on to the Steelers, it's hard to be very low on them just because they added stuff to the roster that I think was it made them better, at least on paper. Mason Cole at center, James Daniels at guard, Miles Jack, you Levi me Wallace. For Mason Cole last week. Hmm? You clowned me about Mason Cole. I think Mason Cole is average. I don't now, think now he's what you think he is. I think he's average too. You told me he was an, an all pro caliber of center. Oh, here he goes. Now I'm playing. So here's a pro bowl. So, but I think the biggest addition for them is the loss of Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was the NFL's luckiest quarterback last season. He only threw 10 actual interceptions, but he was supposed to throw 16 more, but defenders just dropped it. That's the most dropped interceptions a quarterback has benefited from since 2007, breaking Mark Sanchez's record of 15 in 2010. Sanchez. Yeah, and I remember that season. Sanchez statistically had a good year, but you watch those games, a lot of stuff went wrong. 2010. Yeah, 2010. So... 
because of that, I think Mitch Trubisky is he can be a game manager. He's already proven that if you have the right stuff around him, he can lead you to the playoffs. He did that in Chicago 2018 when he went 12 and four. And I think now Big Ben not being on the roster, it gives Matt Canada freedom to fully run his offense. He was a highly coveted coordinator coming over from college. People, he was a very well-respected guy. But with Big Ben being there and him being used to doing things he likes to do, Matt Canada didn't fully really get to implement his offense into the Steelers. So I think this year we'll see some more of that. And Pat Framuth even came out and said that you can just see that it's a totally different offense now without Big Ben. Matt Canada is, it now has full control so that's a good sign. If he is what people have, have said he is, then maybe he's the next, you know, offensive guru and Steelers surprise everybody. But it's just too many question marks. I don't trust the quarterback. I don't trust the offensive line. The secondary isn't very good. And the linebackers are talented but underwhelming. It's potential. Miles, I agree. Miles Jack had some good seasons at Jacksonville last year. He was one of the worst linebackers in the league. And Devin Bush is has not been good. Underwhelming. So because of that, I, I just there's too many question marks. And when you don't have the quarterback in place to cover most of these question marks, I, I just don't have much faith in them. I think they're gonna be seven and ten. So and you're right, and the schedule is pretty brut- brutal, you know. I think the easiest games on the schedule are the Jets. You look at uh, Atlanta and Carolina, Carolina, but outside of those three games, their There's schedule no is is insanely yeah. difficult, and that's why I have them at seven and ten. I think it's fine to admit that the Steelers and the Patriots both got marginally better, but I think you also have to admit that the rest of the AFC just got a lot, lot better. Miami made more upgrades. The Jets made more upgrades. Denver. Uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, like the list goes on and on. All these teams who made significant upgrades that the Steelers and Patriots, like, sure, they got better. They made they they got guys who are going to improve their team, but they're not going to have as dramatic as an impact as the rest of the league. I'm with you wholeheartedly. I agree, but one team has Mac Jones, and one team has Kenny Pickett. Mac Jones, I like Mac, man. I like too Mac I'm, and Cheese. I'm upset he has to be on uh, New England. Yeah, me too. It'd be much easier to root for him. I mean, I still root for Mac Jones, but it'd be much easier if he wasn't on the That's, weird. That's weird. I mean, I'm never rooting for Mac to like none of these guys. I promise you, I will never ever in my lifetime root for Mahomes. I will never root for Justin Herbert. And Derek Carr can go. 100%. So you don't root for them, but you don't you, you don't find joy in them succeeding and Herbert succeeding? Hell no. Why would I do that? Cause he's a great young dude, man. Like that's why the the Tom Brady issue is never going to serve everything, bro. The only thing, like good for them, that's about it. Like good for them as yeah, an individual. Facts. That's about it. Yeah, like I'm happy you're happy as a human being. Correct. But like I don't want you that to succeed so in football because you're hurting. So my let's team. say, so let's so, say man. the Broncos by week four, you know, there's no chance you guys are going to be good. Which of course is not going to happen. I'll live in this theoretical situation with you. Yeah. But this is that's what my life has of been course. as a Jets fan, right? You don't find any players with that play for other teams within your division that you're like, I really love that within player. Within our division? Hell absolutely no. not. There's, there's, a, you like there's Austin literally Eckler never a, a single player. No, I don't. I acknowledge that he's really good at football. That's about it. You like Devontae Adams a lot. Now he's in the he division. There, he though. can go. Yeah. But facts. I feel the same about Tyreek. Like, I, I like Tyreek. And now that Tyreek's like, off the Chiefs, oh, yeah. he's one of my favorite players in the NFL. No, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. Like that's you lose me. Like I acknowledge he's 
the best quarterback but in the NFL. But using I'm like, the word fan, fan is him. nuts. No, I'm just a huge Josh Allen fan. That's nuts. How can you not be a, a fan of a guy who plays football at that high of a level? I don't like Mahomes. He, he's in the same division as the Jets. Mahomes, I don't care. Mahomes bro. is getting talked about being. That the, doesn't matter to me. Why? If when he when when the Bills are facing the Jets, do I root for Josh Allen? Like, oh, great pass. No, but when if they're facing another team, let's go, Josh. Let's go, Josh. You feel that way about Trey Young? Trey, yeah, I'm a big fan of Trey Young. I'm a big, big fan of Trey Young. He actually is. It's weird. It's weird. You're yeah. a weird guy. I'm just a fan of players who I think are great, and I like watching. So is there any players you just you don't like? Mm. Regardless of sport, NBA, NFL. I really don't know. I'm, there's players I'm honest about. That's about it. And it may appear that I don't like them. Like, like Tua. Tua. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's not that I have nothing against him, but just being honest about it. I feel you. It's yeah, I don't, I don't hate anybody in the NFL. No, I don't root for Brady. I don't root for Josh Allen. Mahomes can absolutely go. Like when you were watching the A's, when you were watching the Bills and Chiefs in the playoffs, I was rooting for the Chiefs like fuck. I was I I wanted the Bills to win. Damn, crazy. I wanted the Bills to win. You're crazy. Mahomes when I watched can that. go. There's no world where it's Mahomes versus Allen. And, and I'll be honest, bro. Even if he Allen. leaves the Chiefs by some divine miracle of God, I'm not rooting for him either. That's the one thing about Brady. Because Brady opened up a lot more in social media once he left New England. Like he's he's a funny guy. He's you cool. know he's cool. He's he cool is. as hell. He is. How can you not like Tom Brady? Well, I didn't like him for twenty years because he beat the Jets. Like that's all he did. Why am I going to root for him? I mean, even then, I you know, like, Tom am, am I like, like am I get bullied at school? Am I supposed to be like, hey, bro? Like you I know, love you. I, you know, when I finally let bygones be bygones when the Broncos beat the Patriots in twenty sixteen to go to the Super Bowl and then we won. And I was like, you know what? That's it. We, I've accomplished what I've wanted to accomplish. I've seen my guy beat one of the best that there was at the time. It was his final season. I can let it go. Yeah, it is what it is now. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, a quarterback that Lamar. you're high on, Joel Lamar Jackson and Drew. Go. You're you're not the highest on, right? I I wouldn't say I'm the high. I'm not the highest, but I'm definitely not the lowest. I don't yeah. think Lamar is a bad quarterback. Your ring, not, remember? Number eleven. Well, he he has collar over him. He does. Yeah. So, Ravens went. Eight and that, it's kind of like being a coconut Pepsi guy. If you're a Coke guy, right? Like if I'm a Lamar, if I'm a Kyler guy, same thing. Like it is what it is. Like I'm not gonna. No way. You, you I like? I feel the same way about Kyler. The Ravens were eight and nine this past season. Lamar Jackson seven and five record when he did start. Now, do you think they made enough moves this offseason to win this division? And Joel, I mean, you talked about the Bengals being a wild card team, so I'm guessing. The team you have winning division is the Baltimore Ravens. I do have the Ravens <laughs> winning the division. Um, the Ravens made interesting offseason moves because they're kind of zigging while the rest so of the league is zagging. So weird. So right? weird. They traded Hollywood Brown, who Andrews is the wide receiver one, but Hollywood's the wide receiver one if you look at the so depth really, chart. So Andrews, wide receiver one. Excuse me. Andrews is the number one pass catcher on Thank the you. team. Thank you. I appreciate is that. the wide receiver one. You know he what really pisses one. me off about that? Because you know it's facts. Well, no, I don't think Andrews has a wide receiver. He's a tight but end. you understand you're getting work in the passing game. Like, come on. Are you saying eradicate the tight end position? Yes. Oh, okay, well, we'll have to talk to Roger Goodell about that. Because let's let's be honest, NFL teams basically have done that. Yeah, but well, I mean, Andrews don't. lines up in line. For sure. Yeah. But I'm Kelsey just saying Gasicki like, doesn't. Waller really doesn't. Yeah, Kyle Pitts doesn't. Like, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham, when he was in the Saints, really didn't, which is why they were not going to pay him yeah. wide receiver money when he wanted wide receiver money. But regardless, this was a team that was almost desperate for weapons, right? They drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round, Hollywood in the first round, and then they traded Hollywood, and the guys behind him are Tylen Wallace and uh, 
a bunch of Devin Duvernay, like a lot of guys that are improving in this league. You have Andrews there. You have Rashad Bateman, who I like, but I don't view him as a wide receiver one going into the season. Had some flashes, though. He had some flashes for sure, especially dealing with the hamstring injury, yep. I want to mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. going into the season. Missed the first four or five weeks. Um, but then, like, this offseason, they drafted Tyler Linderbaum round one. Morgan Moses, they signed to a contract. Drafted another tackle round four. So they're telling us they're getting back to that run-heavy style, which they wouldn't haven't exactly gotten away from over the last couple of years, but really recommitting to it getting J.K. Dobbins back, getting Gus Edwards back. So while everyone's going crazy pass-happy in this league, the Ravens are getting back to that 2019 season when when Lamar won unanimous MVP and had a ridiculous season. The only thing that I worry about is, is the defense going to be great like it was you know, in 2019. I know what you're is saying. that defense, is it going to be able to live up to the standard? Because last year, dealt with a ton of injuries. We know the talent is there, especially with the additions they made with Kyle Hamilton, especially... Um, you know, you're getting Marlon Humphrey back and Marcus Peters back, right? A couple of guys that have been that were banged up last season. So I do worry a little bit about their defense because if you're going to be a run heavy team, your defense can have to step up as well. You know, you're going to be killing the clock. You're not going to have as much time to work on offense, and it's hard to work quickly when you don't have as many elite options, especially trading one of the best deep threat uh, wide receivers in Hollywood Brown. I have the Ravens going 12 and five, one game better than the Cincinnati Bengals. Their losses week four agenda based. Who knows? Week four against Buffalo. Week 8 at Tampa. Week 14 at Pitt. I have them splitting. Week 15 at Cleveland. I think Deshaun's back. And week 18 at Cincy. That might decide the division. Okay, listen. I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I think the Ravens are going to be really good, especially getting healthy. Made some additions. You bring in Marcus Williams. That's always great. You draft, Marcus Williams, yeah. Facts. Right? You, you draft Kyle Hamilton. You bring in Tyler Lindebaum to, to add to that offensive line. They had a great first round. One of the best first rounds in the NFL. And... and my concern really is really at the pass rush position. You bring back Kalias Campbell, not really much of a presence outside of of, of Kalias on that line. Linebacker Patrick Queen, he's Thank an all right, he's an all right guy. I I think that this team's specialty, which is obvious, is their secondary. But it's going to be a lot of if you can have covered sacks. Maybe that's the best way that we can see this defense have its meet its full potential. Uh, but offensively, what you said is pretty like 100% spot on when they were that first team, that first Ravens team that broke out, it was pretty underwhelming weapons, but Lamar still made it work because of his ability to rush the football. And they had an elite defense. Absolutely. But I mean, on the offensive side of the ball where Hollywood wasn't Hollywood. Andrews was good, but he was not the Mark Andrews we know. In he was going great into still, though. Not this past uh, no, season, no. Mark Andrews, though. Mark Andrews is elite now. No, He's I, now with the Kittles and yes. Kelsey's. But at that time, he was... He was that was like, like his first... That was like his first breakout year. It was. Like, that was... That was Mark Andrews Mark being Andrews put on the map. Mark Andrews, to me, was always... I knew he was great. Though. Coincidentally, it just paired up with Lamar Jackson's ascension as well. Tight ends usually take correct. a couple of years I agree. to get going. Listen, too. I don't disagree with you. Andrews was really good at the that time. That was his 852 well. yards. Yeah. And 10 Second touchdowns. He yeah. was mad, but that was also Lamar Jackson leading yeah. the league in touchdowns. Yeah. They just had it working where you couldn't stop Lamar's run game and it opened up the passing game. So bringing in a Rashad Bateman, or excuse me, trading away Hollywood Brown and trusting Rashad Bateman to be your number one with Mark Andrews now being a complete notch above what he was in 2019, I don't have too many worries about their offense so long as Lamar stays healthy. This offensive line, now you add Staley back into the lineup as well. Linderbaum at the center position. Elevate this offensive line play. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards back into the lineup. This offense can be elite once more. I'm going to go through their schedule. I have them 11-7, and which is what I was saying earlier about the tiebreaker. Yes, excuse me. Thank you. 
Uh, I have them going 11 and 6, um, which is why I was wondering about how tiebreakers work because I have them splitting with the Bengals. So that should be interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the first tiebreaker is your record in division. And then after that might be like, conference. okay, so after we discuss, I'll go through that individually and see what, where it shakes out. But losses, I have them losing week four to Buffalo. I have them losing to Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. I have them losing to Denver at home. Actually, I have them losing at Pittsburgh. Oh, excuse me. I have them losing at Pittsburgh. I have them losing at Cleveland. Then I have them losing at Cincinnati for an 11 and six record, UKC. which is what I was saying. Yep. yep. The difference between yours and I is that Broncos game. Now for me, I think the Ravens made enough moves in the off season. They had a great draft. They brought in the necessary pieces. Calais Campbell. He now has a counterpart. Michael Pierce is back. He played in That's Minnesota true. in 2021. Before he signed with Minnesota, he was one of the better defensive tackles. Didn't play in 2020 because of COVID. 2021, he had an average season, but back in Baltimore, maybe he gets some, he gets reignited. Calais Campbell, maybe something happens there. Yeah. So I thought that was a huge addition. Last year, their defense was one of the worst in terms of yardage given up 25th in yards. (laughs) They were 32nd against the pass, but we know their secondary has now been revamped. They're not injured anymore. And they also got additions like Kyle Fuller, who uh, should be better. But they were first against the run. So this defense that is supposed to have a subpar defensive line was the best defense against the run this past season. I feel like they got better. A lot on how you feel about the defensive line has to do with how you feel about um, Owe, who I think is immensely talented, who I think is going to have a pretty good year. Tyus Bowser, Josh Bynes, the step he's going to take. I think they'll take some good steps. The Ravens last year didn't have Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. They both were out due to injury. Now they got him back. My biggest question mark is what people have been talking about with the Ravens for the past four years. They don't have a receiver. People are expecting this Rashad Bateman breakout. Maybe it happens. Maybe he is an elite receiver. But I left them off my top 32 receivers list, and most people were upset about it. Where is Rashad Bateman? Where is Rashad Bateman? There's bigger fish to fry than Rashad Bateman. Yeah, you're talking about a guy who has a rookie 500 yards in 12 games. He was okay. He wasn't anything spectacular. I think the Ravens' bread and butter is what it has been in the past couple of years. Heavy formations, multiple tight ends. You have Mark Andrews, Charlie Kohler, and Isaiah Likely. Two tight ends who I was high on in the draft. So they, they have some versatility there. But you're right. This is going to be a team that is predicated on the run. They're maybe going to be, I doubt they're pass heavy just because I don't think they have the weapons. Like right now you look at their receiver room, it's Rashad Bateman, Duvernay, Prochet, who said, Prochet actually it's, talked to the media and said that he wants to prove these doubters wrong because everybody's ranking the Ravens as a bottom core that they have something to prove. Talon Wallace, like it, it's just, there's not it's sloppy. they're not good names. It's sloppy. It's one of the worst in the NFL. But on the bright side, you look at the defense. 23 NFL def- defenders have posted 13 plus interceptions in the past 5 seasons. The Ravens have 3 of those in Marcus Peters, Marcus Williams, and Kyle Fuller. So turnovers is going to be a huge part to what the Ravens do defensively. And just to bring it back to the offense for my last point on this, I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson guy. You called him no arm Lamar. But I can I can <laughs> Three definitely weeks ago. say 
the Ravens have not given Lamar the necessary help for him to consistently and continue playing at his 2018 or 2019 MVP level. He hasn't had a true wide receiver one since he's been in Baltimore, and they really haven't invested in that position, at least first-round picks or in free agency. They haven't invested in that position. Well, they invested Hollywood and Bateman, both first-rounders. You're right. Hollywood, but, they, but they I, just, would say, I would say Bateman more so yeah. because, you know, Hollywood was drafted in what, 2019? Yes. It was. I think yes. it was after Lamar, so you're right. But we knew Hollywood was who he was. I've been 2018. Do we know that? Yeah, because he's only gotten better since he's coming to the league. Okay, uh, Lamar. <laughs> shut that out. Okay, I mean because he doesn't know ball. Lamar, the reason I feel bad for Lamar is because, despite what you say, you know me not knowing ball. Despite what you say about how Lamar is not a great passer or whatever, because that's just something you say. That's why he, you. That's why you separate no Kyler and Lamar. Yeah. I'm saying Kyler is a better passer. Never have I said that Lamar is inadequate at throwing the football. You said he was Jalen Hurts level. This guy. No. This guy pushes on media. These guys, they listen to you, bro. They believe your words. You got to be smarter. Lamar Jackson on early passing downs outside the numbers this past year, which is something he struggled with early in his career. First in yards per attempt. First in success rate. First in estimated points added per attempt. And that was in 117 attempts while averaging 9.4 air yards, which is fifth in the NFL per attempt and being blitzed on 32% of his attempts, which also ranked fifth. Lamar Jackson had his best season last year as a passer, I'm and going. he and he showed. You like to hear this? No, because I was going to say the the basic stats don't show it, but I felt like when I was watching him play all of oh, last yeah. season, I was like, "This is the best I've seen him throw the ball." Lamar Jackson had his best year as a passer last year, but because the weapons aren't there for Baltimore, he won't be able to showcase it nearly as much, and that's why he clears Kyler Murray. They, like, should, they should go sign Odell. You're, if I'm being you're a Rashad Bateman injury away from. Oof. That's why you bring in Odell, you take the risk, but short money. But I, that being said, the Ravens to me go ten and seven this upcoming year. Uh, they could be better, like the Bengals. <laughs> I really think that when it comes to the Ravens and the Bengals, they're my top two teams in the division, and I could see Week eighteen being the yep. game to decide who wins the division. That would be lit. So I think that game to me is the one that is like okay, this game decides the division. But the Ravens, 10-7, and seven, they could be even better. I'm not against it. They have some gimmies on his schedule. The Giants, I think, is a gimme. You have Carolina, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Atlanta. Those are four free wins. I think you, they can they can sweep Pittsburgh, potentially. They can beat the Broncos easily. easily uh, so, nuts. New England, they have the Jets on the schedule. If you want to count that as a gimme game, there's like, there's, like, there's like five gimme games on their schedules. <laughs> Like there's like five. If yeah. if we're what, kind about, of what about uh, against Miami week two? I think they beat them too. I think the the Ravens start off three and one. Yep, me too. I think they lose to Buffalo week four, lose to Cincinnati. I think they start off six and one. I think they lose to Cincinnati and Buffalo back to back. That's what I have them going. But then six. they beat the Giants and beat Cleveland. Wait, so you have Cincinnati sweeping the Ravens? No, I think it'll be a tiebreaker. I think it, this is. This is the first games in Cincinnati, uh, in Baltimore. Excuse me. It is in Baltimore. And the oh yeah, that's well. I have I have Cincinnati. The first game is at uh verse oh Baltimore. It's at Baltimore. Baltimore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so that means six and one. You have them six and one the first seven. Yes, sir. And you have them losing that last game, which is what I also have. Me too. Yeah, but the Bengals could very well beat them both times though. 
So you're gonna have that? The Ravens can too. I know. We'll see. We'll I'm, see. I'm asking. I mean, we're doing our predictions right now. You know what? Bengals did it last year. They'll do it again. I don't see it happening two years in a row. Personally, yeah. I feel like Lamar's on a mission this year as well. Joe Burrow's on a mission too. I mean, what does he really have to prove? And he's better than Deshaun Watson, according to you. <laughs> he's got a lot to do to get there. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> That's Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow doesn't think he has to prove that. He doesn't. Joe Burrow thinks he's better than Deshaun. He, he thinks that he's the best quarterback in the league. As and he Joe, should. he will be one day. No. He will be. No. He will. He's the next Tom Brady. He has to worry about being better than Herbert. He, listen, if he had, I just don't believe in, Um, he doesn't have his Bill Belichick. And he's never going to be better than Josh Allen. Ever. 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 Know. So what if he, what if they win the Super Bowl this year? When did you become winning matters for quarterbacks? No, I'm just, we I'm just asking. The Mahomes versus Brady debate we had like four months ago. It was oh, there's no way winning doesn't matter. It's a team da da da. And now all of a That's sudden, Mahomes is one of the highest level. But but now all of a sudden it completely you're switched. trying to, you're trying to compare one playoff win quarterbacks to Joe Burrow. That's disrespectful. He he went on a great run this past season. I'm that, not putting him in the Hall of Fame. He made on he won a great one that most quarterbacks don't go on. Philip Rivers never went in that went on that run. You're right. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a better career than Philip Rivers. Yeah, but Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Borderline. He should be at least. Borderline. Dude, this is actually crazy. What? Three and three, both of them for the tiebreaker in the division. What do I do here? I think it goes to conference after, but not positive. Oh, God, it's so much just going into this. So before we get on to the next segment, I actually want to read you off these stats. So last season, Darren Waller lined up in the slot 29% of the time, out wide 22% of the time, and on the line 49% of the time. So not the wide receiver you think he is. So in the slot, I was going to say, he's more than... Yeah, but he lining lining up on the line 50% of the time is a lot. Less than 50. No, it's 49.4%. Inside. Ah, so 51.6. No, like on the line. I, mean. I got you. You know, yeah. no, yeah. 51.6, he's a wide receiver. So there's he's more of a wide receiver than a tight end, if you want to go by the numbers. Yeah, but the slot. Because you tried to do that to me, so now I have but to But the really slot get... is different because when you go on empty. I know you, of course. When it's an I, empty formation. I, I got it. I, I got it. I know the game. It's a slot. This doesn't count as totally out wide. Kyle Pitts played 500 snaps, slot and wide receiver. Mike Gesicki played 7.4% of his snaps. In the inside. For sure. In terms of on the line. I love Kyle Pitts. Mark Andrews was at 22% and Kyle Pitts was at 22%. I I can't do anything nice. Fantasy football. Oh. Drew likes to cheat like that, though. What? But the top running back tandems, oh, Lamar Jackson. Listen. No, I said the same and thing. And then the bro, Raiders, Darren Waller. Waller. 51.6% of times, he's a wide receiver, which means but that he's more of a know, wide receiver you, you, than a tight you, end. But you need, I need to yeah. see like 70%. Of course. Listen, know? we're getting into semantics now. Obviously, you, you proved me wrong. Fine. Congratulations. Like if you say if like you're 50% in the slot, 50% out wide, are you a slot wide receiver? So it took you all episode to find that? No, I just, just found to get it that just point now. Off? Insane. No, it's just now when you mentioned it. When you mentioned it again, I was like, I did, well, "Is this oh, true?" Before with Mark, with, uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. I when understand. you mentioned it again, I was like, "Let me just." Well, check I it. did say their wide receiver ones, Mark Andrews. That's why, because I understand the Gasecki one, but the it's Darren the Waller one, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. One. That's why I searched it up because I wanted to see what his numbers actually were. And last year he was banged up, really. Because you were like, he, he was even when he played though. He it's the word one, choice. He was amazing outside of that. No, I agree. It's the word good. choice. It, you were like, he never is there, but he's there 50% of the time. That's a lot. Listen, well, man, you love to pick and choose when you listen. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Selective hearing, man. What do you think I don't listen to? N- almost 70% of the show. What? What'd you say? Nah, bro, your face. Oh, my God. Your face when he said Judy 1250. 
God, that was hilarious. I listened there. I need yeah, no congratulations. That's not seventy. No, I think I, I've listened for a lot of. This I'm show. exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. I'm just being a bastard. All right. On to the last topic. Here we go. Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns. I guess Baker doesn't deserve his own headline because they have Deshaun Watson now. Sorry, brother. But Deshaun Watson, who knows what's going to happen to him, right? But the Browns went eight and nine last season. The Browns are always that team that has one of the most loaded rosters in the NFL. Every but season. they don't make a run outside of 2020 when Baker brought them their first playoff success that they've had in a very, very long time. Shout out Baker Mayfield. Already. But I want to ask you guys, what are your expectations for the Browns? And this is a two-part question. If Deshaun is able to play at some point this season versus if maybe he doesn't, and do you think Baker should now play for this team that threw him away like he was a piece of trash? There's a, a situation where if I had the time, I could have made three separate schedule breakdowns for the six-game suspension, the eight-game suspension, the full-season suspension, but I wasn't trying to do all that. I, I went in the middle ground. I said, he's getting suspended eight games. That's what I'm going to try and do and do my breakdown for. Yeah, I did the same thing. Um, but for your question about Baker Mayfield and if Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended, should he play? If I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm taking this opportunity as a tryout to be a starting quarterback on another team. I'm trying to maximize my stock, play as well as I can for teams to want to come bring me in. And also, I guess if I'm if I'm Baker, I, I don't want the Browns to benefit off of me and, and trade me and get any type of value because it seems as if they've made their decision. They're moving off of Baker. And so I understand from that perspective. But if I'm Baker, I want to try and put myself in the best position possible to be a top candidate for one of these franchises uh, starting quarterback slot. Uh, I believe that he should do that. And I, I think that do I believe that he will the way that this is going right now? I don't believe so. Most likely, uh, Brissett is going to be their starting quarterback, which is pretty scary to me. But I'm I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful that Baker does seize this opportunity because it could mean the difference between him, him being a backup quarterback for a while or potentially having a starting gig next season. So for the Browns breakdown this season, it, again, I have them suspending Deshaun Watson for the first eight games in my in my breakdown. So I have them losing the first three weeks to Carolina, to the Jets, to Pittsburgh. I have them beating Atlanta in Atlanta. I have them losing to the Chargers, losing to New England, losing to Baltimore, but beating Cincinnati. It's a division game, I understand. What's your Kobe Brissett? No, but I have them in. This is in Cleveland. I know. In division game, yes. I, I'm giving them this one. Okay. Um, Bye week. It's crazy, yes, but it's a division game. Anything can happen. I'm right. just I, Cincinnati had to lose a game. Um, and I don't think that they'll go two and zero against them. Um, I have them at Miami losing. I have them winning in Buffalo. This is with Deshaun. I had this in my original um, breakdown when we did the you AFC have them East. losing against Miami, winning against Buffalo. Correct. That's just because Deshaun first came back a little. Correct. Rusty. Absolutely. And it's at Miami as well. It's at Buffalo as well. I understand that, but also got to get going. You got to get a win if you're Deshaun. Definitely. This is a, is a huge they're game, like, especially like against Josh Allen. Exactly. Point, they're they're it, they're in a very tough position, but this is where I have them getting going. They beat Tampa Bay Oof. in home. Yes, I know. At Houston, they win. They lose at Cincinnati. They beat Baltimore at home. They beat New Orleans at home. They beat Washington away. They lose to Pittsburgh for the last game. I have them going eight and nine. Okay. I have some different wins and losses, but ultimately we're around the same record. Um, in terms of Baker, 
I'm actually curious to hear what you have to say because we had this debate a couple months ago and we got into a huge argument over Baker's maturity issues. We were looking up articles from like 2020 about when he was calling out training staffs and Odell and everything. It's just weird to me that Marcus Mariota got a job before him. Drew Locke slash Geno Smith have a job already. Sam Darnold kind of kept his job. And Baker's out here just kind of in this quarterback purgatory where I don't think he's going to play for the Browns. I think he's over it. I don't think anyone on the Browns sees him as the quarterback anymore. And I don't think he sees himself as the quarterback for the Browns. So they're kind of agreeing to part ways, not really amicably either. They kind of went off on a bad foot with Baker putting out that um, article, whatever it was, that that no section in his phone, more or less. Um, so I don't think he's going to play for them. Should he play? He makes the, the last time we saw Baker, he wasn't great, right? He was injured. He had a hundred, was dealing with a hundred injuries last season. Um, so I think there's a chance or, you know, he should give himself the opportunity to go out and start there because when he's healthy and he has the offensive line, the running backs, Amari Cooper. Now he has shown to be a pretty good quarterback, right? At least above average. He took him to the playoffs, their first playoff win. And God knows how long, as you mentioned. So Baker has a chance to go in there and show that he could play. I think, especially those teams I mentioned, like the Falcons and the Seahawks and the Panthers, like Baker is a clear upgrade over all of these guys. The issue that I think that teams have, one is the salaries do $18 million. I know the report came out that the Panthers only wanted to pay five, six million of it. They want Cleveland to eat it. And I think Cleveland ultimately will have to eat some of his salary. But I think the second issue is people look at the maturity issue. I think people look at Baker and, you know, one of the reasons why it didn't work out great in Cleveland was he probably didn't live up to number one overall in terms of production, but also being a leader for the team. You know, there was issues that we've gone back and forth over. Some some say it's a maturity issue. You disagree, but agree to disagree. So I think the NFL is telling us all we have to know about Baker. No one is clamoring to go and get him. You know, no one's trading a third round pick to get Matt Ryan like the Indianapolis Colts did. So I think Deshaun gets suspended I used to say minimum of six. I'm feeling more of a minimum of eight now, and it might be longer. I mean, there there was a crazy report out there about his lawyer saying some ridiculous stuff about it's not a crime to make people feel uncomfortable, just really out-of-pocket stuff that I think the NFL is going to look very closely he into. He said it's not a crime to get to the happy ending. He basically, yeah. he basically said it's not a crime to make people feel uncomfortable. That's insane. And that is a very hot take. He also said it's not a crime for you to go into a masseuse and get sexual stuff done to you that's what he basically said Depends I mean, you didn't asking. robert Kraft get in yeah. trouble for that I, I think if you pay for it i'm not we're not lawyers um regardless though the stuff that his lawyer was saying was not something i want my lawyer to Absolutely. be saying that's for sure Absolutely i think not. I, I think there's a greater than 50 percent chance he gets suspended for the full year which is honestly. why i i never thought about a full season until yeah. these recent reports honest to god i have him going eight and nine i did this under the expectation he suspended eight games but this eight and nine could very easily turn to or sorry, I have them nine and eight. Um, it could very easily turn to five and twelve if Deshaun doesn't play four and thirteen. Like you have your Kobe Brissett versus Sean Watson, that changes everything with already a pretty weak wide receiver room outside of Amari Cooper. You're gonna rely heavily on the run game there as well. So I have them going nine and eight. That's assuming Deshaun gets suspended eight games, but I'm lower on the on Cleveland just because I don't know what's gonna happen with him this year. Baker should play. That's it. Yeah, if if Deshaun is not good to go, Baker should play. So he can prove to the team and to the city and the fans that I'm the quarterback you should want. I'm the guy. Because I'm going to lead this team to the playoffs. You're not even going to remember who Deshaun Watson is. 230 million guaranteed. Baker Mayfield's here. No, you're right. And the Browns have handicapped themselves Bad. Um, for the future. Deshaun Watson, his future's up in the air. Amari Cooper, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Chase Winovich, he's okay. 
Those are just some additions they had. They signed Ajoku to this massive contract. It's really like two years, $24 million. There's not as much guaranteed money on it that the, the face value of the contract would have you suggest. Najoku to me, is somebody who can really break out this season. He has physical tools. Last year as tight end, two, he had 475 yards, five touchdowns. I think he can touch 800 yards receiving, especially if Deshaun Watson is now the quarterback. But the bottom line is that with Deshaun Watson, with no Deshaun Watson, I feel about Cleveland very similarly. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a guy that when he was with Houston had prime DeAndre Hopkins, had prime J.J. Watt. They always got eliminated in the playoffs. He didn't have any playoff success outside of that one time where he beat Buffalo, escaped this the sack. That was a magical moment. But the Browns this year, I feel like their wide receiver room isn't very strong. Their offensive line is a, a strong point. The running backs, the best running back tandem in the NFL. Their secondary last year was fifth against the pass, so they have it there. They're, they have a lot of talent on this roster. I'm not the biggest believer in Kevin Stefanski, and I'm not the biggest believer that Deshaun Watson is just going to figure out how to be a top-five quarterback again once he steps onto the field. Like Chris Sims said when I was watching this podcast earlier, there are quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, elite-level quarterbacks. They miss a game or two. It takes them a while to come back from that. Deshaun Watson is missing a year and a half. It's going to take him a while to be back to that elite level. Deshaun Watson. How long is a while? I say four, four weeks, four or five weeks. I say four or five weeks. And I, based on what I saw on the OT, OTA's footage, the hell cares, bro? this guy looks like somebody completely different. Bro. I mean, he was Dude, eyeing, eyeing his receiver. Josh, John Johnson just picked it off like it's, it's it was June nothing. in t-shirts and shorts. I understand Relax. that. Not only am I not high on the Browns now. I'm not high on them in the future because they're dishing out massive contracts left and right. They're not going to have anything to really build around Deshaun if everything goes well with you know what he's currently dealing with. I'm not the biggest fan. And Jacoby Brissett, 14 and 23 as a starter, really, you know what he is, what is he going to bring? Not ideal. But that being said, like Deshaun Watson in 2019 won in 2020 won four games with the Texans. This past year, the Texans won four games without Deshaun Watson. Did he really? He made the games closer, but he didn't add wins. So with Deshaun Watson, considering he plays like at the week six, week eight, I have him going nine and eight. Without Deshaun Watson, seven and ten, eight and nine. It's going to be around the same ballpark. This Browns team is a team that they can win with mediocre quarterback play because they have everything they, that you can have. They have the foundation. It's the reason why they got to Sean is because they needed a guy to take them over the top. But due to his suspension, that's not going to happen this year. And I don't know when it happens as long as he's in a division with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to have this thing on lock for a while. So what do you think about, um, real quick, before we get out of here, since this is our last topic, what do you make of this? All of these other guys getting shots to be a starting quarterback and Baker Mayfield is just... Baker Mayfield right now just out. I feel doing nothing. I feel like before you say something, because obviously this is targeted towards you. Um, his fifth year being a, a uh, the I that the money is going to be a huge part of it. Truthfully, um, he gets traded. He's going to want his money regardless of where he goes. But you don't. And have I to think pay him. he understands how much is he getting right now. Twenty. 18. 
18. Look, your question has an easy answer. We could go down a list of the teams. The Atlanta Falcons. Well, for one, they were into Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Marcus Mariota has familiarity with Arthur Smith, and they are a team that's not willing to take on extra salary. They already have massive dead cap hits. They're trying to lose. So that, exactly. And Baker Mayfield doesn't help you if you're trying to lose because he's actually a good quarterback. Um, Seattle Seattle's a team that it could happen still, but... They said I think, if he was cut, they'd sign him. Exactly, which means they don't want to take on a salary. It's the $18 million, well, whatever it is. It's not only the money, but it's also the ass that you have to give up with the money. You're give, a, the Browns would take a six-round pick yesterday if you could. If a team takes on salary. Yeah. You think six? They want him off the roster, I think, bro. Six to, I think six is crazy. I think the reason why he hasn't got to trade is because the Browns are trying to trade him for... A first, probably. For oh, hell more, no. I think he's at least a third. I mean, dude... We're talking about a starting quarterback in the NFL. You think the you think the what Browns, did, if they got a third-round pick right now, they wouldn't what jump did, on what it? What did Darnold... Darnold was nowhere near the level that Baker reached. No, he wasn't. Okay, I, it's, it was a different you're situation making a good we point. have going on here. But if you're a team, are you giving up a third-round pick to Baker? When no, you When you know that he can eventually just get released but are the browns gonna release him probably not well that's the answer to your question the reason why it's not that baker hasn't got an opportunity not because he's not good 18 million dollars for a quarterback is insanely cheap it's because teams are not okay also it's cheap but when you can still get that at a cheaper price tag what quarterback baker's up for extension too though him i know you can get him but if you wait and you're patient you can get him for a cheaper price you're also bidding against other teams of course you know, you trade that fifth round pick. I don't. You're not getting a first round pick for Baker. No way, no how. No, no way. No, no. I, I know. But if you're a team, you're not giving up a third round pick for Baker. No, but I think I just don't think they're getting offers. Period. One because of the salary, but it's like 18 million dollars for a quarterback who you think is pretty damn good. I mean, I think he's also above average. a quarterback. You have to extend. You don't know if you trade if you trade a fifth round pick, you have no obligation to extend him. You give him a fifth round pick if he plays well, extend him. If you don't. No, I'm saying if he plays well, you have to extend him. So it's not just the 18 million. You can franchise him. You can. You're still paying him money, though. And that's guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, if you extend him, you're giving guaranteed money. Not all of it. Okay, but the franchise tag is one year. So the first year of that contract extension is going to be guaranteed. Regardless, but the franchise tag is significantly higher than what you would, what would you, be, what you would be no, paying if you extend. I know, but that franchise tag it gives like you an Baker, extra year like flexibility. Baker's franchise tag could be thirty, 30 million. million. Yeah, yeah, but it gives you an extra year to see what Baker is. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but the reason why he hasn't gotten a job is because teams aren't willing to take on a salary and they're not willing to give up a valuable asset to get him. I think it's the salary and the maturity issues off the field type stuff. Yeah, but what do he's I know? better than what you think, though. I think he's an average and could play above average at times quarterback. <laughs> he's better than Mark Sanchez. Oh, that's disrespectful. That taste. <laughs> that is disrespectful. Yeah. Come on, so bro. Never, he is better than Mark Sanchez. That's your second best franchise quarterback in the history of your team. Third? Who's yeah, first? Chad Pennington. Chad? Joe? <laughs> yeah. And then second is Chad. Yeah, Chad's number two. Chad Fax. Benny Tessaverde is better than him, too. Let's not look at those stats. Benny <laughs> Tessaverde's dumb nice. Fitzpatrick's better than him. Patrick got the best year ever. <laughs> this is getting the bad, Jets. guys. I'm sorry. 2015 was No, magical. it's just you just didn't understand Mark Sanchez and how not good he was. No, I was just making a, a terrible joke about hear, how your franchise is mid. You'll never hear me say one single bad thing about Mark Sanchez. He, you should he, never, yeah, I love Sanchez. He too. gives me the only happy memories of the Jets fan. I had a Mark Sanchez uh, practice jersey. It's tough. Yeah. I have a Brett Favre jersey, not a Mark Sanchez jersey. Vikings one, right? Wow. No, Jets. <laughs> I actually had a, why'd you go straight to Vikings? I, I like him the best when he was with the Vikings. I saw his last game on the the Jets. Believe it or not, 
I think you guys played the Dolphins. We that started was off game. like insane and three year. and, lo- and yeah. then they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, that's impressive. That's something that happens to the Jets, though. Remember when they were offering to give Brett Favre the key to the city if he won the Super Bowl? As he should have. For sure. Nah, man. The Vikings got it worse, though. NFC Championship. Well, at least and a, he went pick. Them. Like, at least he succeeded nah, but with the, them. The, the pick he threw in the NFC Championship was, was, rough. was ridiculous. It was rough. It was rough. Who threw a worse pick, him or Peyton Manning against the Ravens? Brett Favre. Brett Favre stands out more to me. I just think dumber. I think Brett Favre was pretty dumb, yes. Yeah. Peyton Manning throwing on the run. <laughs> I couldn't not, believe not it. Not something you want to see. I couldn't believe not it. Not something you want to see. That's going to do it for episode 184 of the Pick Aside podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, and buy our merch at PickAsidePodcast.com. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.